Welcome, everybody, to another episode of NFL East Podcast. Make sure to follow the podcast on Podbeam, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Music, or wherever you get your podcast. Join the NFL East Facebook group. You can watch every episode of this podcast on YouTube. Make sure to like, share, and subscribe. That's NFL boy Brandon. Follow him on YouTube. I'm Mr. McDolphin. You can follow me on Instagram or Twitter. And make sure to follow the show on Twitter at East NFL. What's up, fellas? What's up? What's up? What's up? up? We got a um, pretty fun show set up for for today. I think it's going to be cool. Some good topics. We're going to do a little bit of post-draft recap. We're going to do recap. Got a little bit of news from the East, stuff going on in the AFC and NFC East. And then we're going to do our post-draft power rankings. CBS came out with theirs. And you know how we do it. We have to copy CBS, tell them where they fucked up, and kind of fix their uh, right their wrongs. Before, yeah. But before we get started, I need to give some props out to NFL boy Brandon and the way he covered the draft. It was awesome. The draft party was fun. You got on there, uh, that post-draft recap. I thought me and you had a great show. Uh, yeah. That was a lot of fun. You did some great stuff over on your channel. Um, that's NFL boy Brandon. So, um, and... Another thing is, uh, I heard somebody yesterday had a birthday. Happy birthday, Brandon. Right. Yeah. 27, man. 27 years old. Yeah. Uh, you text me uh, when you all left the restaurant uh, last night, and I, or you called me, and I was like, who in the hell goes to a Mexican restaurant on Cinco de Mayo? I guess you buddy. are. You, in two and a half yeah. hours, I hope you had some Modelo's or some decent beers while you were waiting. Shit. Yeah. Uh, I, had a mar- I had a margarita. Can't complain. It was pretty good. Awesome. To be honest. Awesome. Well, happy birthday, man. And I uh, just want to give you some props for that uh, that draft coverage. It was awesome. We're going to do our draft recap um, today. But let's kick it off. Um, I want to start with a little bit of news from the East. Um, how's that sound to you guys? Yep. Sounds good. All right. Let's do it. News from the East. Um, first thing up, the schedule release. You know they were they were putting this off. Um, I think they were waiting to see what happens with Aaron Rodgers. What happens with? And it kind of makes sense. You're not going to pick primetime games. Like, could you imagine the Jets in like four primetime games with without Aaron Rodgers? <laughs> that would be some long ass games, dude. I mean, yeah, yeah, at least we get to see that dangerous defense and Garrett Wilson. But who the hell is going to be throwing the ball to him? So. Right, exactly. The same right. goes for like Lamar Jackson. They were probably trying to wait and see what happened with his contract, where he was going. Um, so that's cool. But they, but that, I think it's been announced that the schedule will come out next Thursday. That's May 11th. Um, Brandon, on your channel, NFL Boy Brandon, you're going to be doing a live reveal of it right and live reaction to yeah i'm gonna be doing a live reaction and a watch along party so awesome that'll be pretty cool and then of course um what we're gonna do is next saturday um after that we're we're gonna be doing a podcast be taking a look at the new schedule all of the matchups who got all the primetime games holiday schedule all that stuff it'd be a lot of fun Um, a lot of cool stuff so about this time next saturday we will be having a podcast concerning the schedule release yeah well uh real quick we uh do know one thing is for sure we uh got it revealed to us uh at the draft the patriots will be hosting a germany game this year i think that's going to be pretty awesome 
New England for the first time in an international game over in Germany. That's about it. Yeah, and and they're not getting um they're not getting crappy games this year. You know what I'm saying? I think yeah. it's already been announced that Kansas City's going overseas. Yeah, oh, wow. I don't know where they're playing, but they're going overseas. So yeah, that'll be cool. They're getting some good teams over there, you know? Yeah. So yeah, I think it's it. fun. Uh, hey, I am going to make an early prediction for the uh, the uh, schedule this that comes out next week. Uh, I'm going to predict the uh, the Jets play the Cowboys on Thanksgiving. Okay. Wow, I yeah, could cool. see that, and that would be a, a really good game too. Yeah, yeah. on Thanksgiving. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, but we'll uh, see. Before we jump into the NFL East stuff, there was there was something that came out that was kind of non NFL and um, or non. NFL East. Um, it's involving one of the other quarterbacks in the league. And I, I really got to throw it up there. You guys are probably surprised this was not on the outline, but I've seen this. And um, what the hell's up with Kyle Brandt, dude? Kyle Brandt, I don't know if you all seen this, but Kyle Brandt, good morning football, came out with his quarterback tiers. Okay. Yeah. Um, like he ranked them, you know, put it, put it in different tiers. Yeah. And, and here it is right here. Yeah, this is just the AFC, and you can look. Mm-hmm. There's something glaring wrong with this tier, right? He's got Patrick Mahomes in one, which yeah, that's a gimme. But then he got I mean, Patrick Mahomes. Uh, yeah, he's on. He's on uh, his. Every, own everything level, so. looks great until you get to Pier Six, and you're like, "What?" Um, and the cool thing about it, and what we're going to talk about, is there was a quarterback in the league that had a problem with that being all the way down to six, and that was Trevor fucking Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence said, "What?" I fucking won a playoff game. I'm I do not belong all the way down here in yeah. tier six. And and he came out and said, you know, he tweeted, the game isn't played on paper, buddy. And uh, number oh, yeah. one, <laughs> number one, good job, good job for Trevor Lawrence. He's always that. He's always come across as that like real good professional yeah. cool guy. I'm glad he fucking said something because yeah. if you look at this tier, this tier is jacked well, up. Dude. Well, well, he does well, not that- belong. Um, he's won a playoff game, yeah. number one. Yeah. But what the hell has Herbert done? Why is Herbert? And, that, and that's three? exactly you know what I'm that's exactly where I was going with this, Dad. You can make a case that Lawrence should be up at three and Herbert should be at six. Herbert hasn't right, even the, won a playoff game. But these NFL media people, they fucking they kiss Herbert's ass and they love yeah. him. He hasn't done shit. And, he and blew, I'm sorry, but he blew a huge lead in the playoffs to the quarterback we're talking about. You right. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So um, yeah. uh, that's that's Deshaun Watson. Well, I mean, um, I, I, I have a problem with both of the people in you tier four. Russell Wilson was ass last season. He didn't do shit. And Deshaun Watson, I mean, we haven't seen this man play, at, you know, what, a handful of games last season, and he did not look great to me either. So I don't understand how both of them are at tier four. Yeah. So, um, there's a yeah. Jimmy Garoppolo's on his own tier at tier five. What the hell's up with that? Yeah, I don't know. This right, These right. tiers just seem jacked up to me. Yeah. yeah I mean, it, it, it's, it's, a, it's a cry for help, right? That's what it's, yeah. it's a cry for attention. Uh, well, I mean, it, what it is, and Kyle Brandt's not dumb. We're talking about it on our little bitty ass podcast. It was talked about all over. You right, know? Oh, yeah. I know. Uh, fuck this shit up so bad uh, that everybody talks about it. You know what I'm saying? So, right. Yeah. Right. You know, I, I, I'm with you on, uh, well, here's, first of all, yeah, you can have more than two or three people in a tier. Uh, right. So right, exactly. I mean, if you want to put Patrick Mahomes by himself, that's fine. He's one, two. That's chances. understandable. I would do yeah, that. I'm not, I'm not hating that. that. Uh, a little skeptical of Josh Allen being up there in tier number two, because, uh, uh, 
there's a there's your overhyped quarterback, you know. Um, yeah, yeah, there's definitely, and we're going to talk about that here in a little while, the decline that we've seen in Allen since he's lost his um, offensive coordinator. And we're going to talk about that a little bit. But yeah, Brandon, I mean, Richard, uh, I'm right there with you, dude. I think Allen's probably too high. Herbert's way too high. Why is Herbert in the same tier with two former MVPs? You know what I'm saying? I mean, what the hell is up with that? Well, I I mean, and, and, and another problem I see is a dude that's all the way down at six, which is Tua. I feel like that's too low before Tua got a concussion he was a top five quarterback last season he should be at least in the top four top three tier you can make a case that Tua was easily better than Wilson or Watson last season easily yeah easily yeah, definitely definitely so, um before he got injured they were eight and three and yeah. he was um in talks of MVP so um yeah you know what right. I'm saying? So right. I, I, I it's true. It, the worst comes to worst. Put them in the same category as Garoppolo because neither one know how to stay healthy. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. I've heard people um, call uh, Herbert uh, Jesus Herbert. Right. Exactly. <laughs> because the, uh, he, he walked on water. Uh, according to NFL, right. but um, uh, <laughs> so anyways, I just want to give a shout out. Uh, Trevor Lawrence. Good job, Trevor. Way to say something about yeah. that. That's really this is, shit. That that guy, I've seen his whole show, and he's a big Dallas hater, so I see some clips where he hates on Dallas all the time, but that's okay. Um, whatever. Yeah, whatever. Rich, I'm not going to leave you out. I'm not going to leave you out of this. Uh, I do. I did pull also the NFC quarterback tier. Yeah, no, it's going to be even worse. Three, I think I might have seen this one. Um, it, it's not all that bad. He's got Prescott at two, but it, oh, okay. he's got that's, Prescott. Too. that's not terrible. Right, he's got uh, Matthew Stafford um, and um, – Cousins and Prescott all at two. So this is a little bit better. I think he did a little bit better with the NFC than he did the AFC. Um, there's just a lot. I mean, Dad, you know, the only problem I could see here is Hurst shouldn't be on a level by himself. The I man agree. has only had one good the man has only had one good year. Right. I, I need to see how he does this year with him having a tougher schedule to be put up in a tier by himself. Patrick Mahomes has already fucking proved that since day one, this man has come in and been one of the best quarterbacks. Hurst has only had one good season out of his three that he's been in the league or whatever. Right. Yeah, I mean, you can make that argument for, for a lot of people. The The best season that Matthew Stafford had, he won the Super Bowl. The well, best yeah, season for Dak Prescott was his rookie year. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it, it was a oh, uh, rookie year. So. Uh, but yeah, yeah, but you don't, but you don't see year. them, but you don't year. see them in a tier by themselves. <laughs> is my point. Is my point. Yeah, yeah, if if yeah, he was in right. tier two, tier three, so Hertz, I, I so would. What you're saying is, is Hurts and everybody in tier two should all be up in tier one, with the exception of maybe Cousins. Drop him down. Put Prescott and Stafford yeah. up there in tier. Yeah, one. Yeah, I could see Prescott and, and Matthew Stafford being in tier one. Okay. I could see that. Right, cool. Cool. Cool, yeah. cool, cool. Yeah, it's a oh man, this is a terrible football analysis. Uh, worthless. Don't watch that guy. Don't watch his show. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's terrible. terrible. I mean, I mean it's, it's the uh, you know, uh, the National Enquirer of sports is just terrible. There's no, yeah, like, yeah. I don't respect anybody, any of anybody's or anybody on that show. I don't really respect their opinion that much. I don't hold it, I don't think it holds water. So, but it is, right. I, I it totally is, agree. but when you fuck about, up that bad matter. and put tear, put. Trevor Lawrence all the way down in tier six after yeah. he just had one of the best comebacks in, in the yeah. playoffs, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. And uh, turn the team around. Could you imagine what Trevor Lawrence would look like right now? If he would have had good coaching his rookie year, 
You know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah. he's, you know, I mean, it's like last year was almost his rookie year because you might as well throw his rookie year away yeah. with, the, with the coaching that he had. Well, I, I definitely know? agree with uh, you, yeah. but the other thing to remember is he did all of that last year without his true number one wide receiver. He's getting that this season in Calvin Ridley, and now we get to see how much better he's going to be with a dude like Calvin Ridley. Right. And if, if you apply that to Jalen Hurts, I mean, if Patrick, Patrick Mahomes in a level by himself, nobody cares who Patrick Mahomes wide receivers are. It doesn't matter. Yeah, I know. Right. But no, Jalen Hurts, yeah. he didn't have a good year until he got A.J. Brown there and, yeah. and uh, um, uh, uh, their other wide receiver. I'm yeah. Not a blank, right? Until, you know. Devontae Smith. Yeah. So until yeah. he's got like uh, an arsenal of weaponry and wide receivers. And yeah. obviously it makes him look, makes him play better, which is fine. That's what you're supposed yeah. to do. But, uh, but hardly yeah. reason to put him in a tier by himself. And, and that and that's that's the point I was trying to make, Rich. It's not that I wasn't saying Jalen Hurst was a top five quarterback last season, because I think he easily was. And I get what you were saying, Dad, that everyone, you know, Dak Prescott's best year was in his rookie year and all that. I, I get all that. What my point was, you cannot put a man in a tier by himself after only having one good season out of the whole time he's been in the league. That was my whole point. Patrick Mahomes has come in since day one and been good. Especially when quarterbacks like, like Dak Prescott, his rookie year had a season just as good. You know what I'm saying? I mean, right. right. If you look at the stats and I've seen people post it on Twitter and stuff, if you compare the stats of uh, Dak's rookie year to Jalen, Hearst's season last year, those numbers are really identical. Really yeah. damn close. That's what yeah, I'm saying. Really that's, that's what I'm saying. There's quarterbacks yeah. in that like, conference would, in the I, NFC that's that got better just as good as yours. So yeah. yeah. The only difference is is the Cowboys did not go to the Super Bowl. But right. But that's it's the port, so. All right, let's keep it moving. Uh New York football giants, the G-Men, the general manager came out and said, We are still working on a long-term contract for running back Saquon Barkley. Um, in the meantime, defensive lineman Beast Dexter Lawrence signed a new four-year contract extension worth $90 million. Um, badass. That's great news. Yeah. Dexter Lawrence even came out after he signed his contract and said, I think the next one up is running back Saquon Barkley for the next one up to get a contract. So let's take a look at Saquon Barkley, the contract situation for just a minute. They have until July 17th. Um, to get this contract done. If not, he will be playing under the tag this year that is worth $10 million. My opinion on this, I think, is going to surprise you two. You two know that it, that I love Saquon Barkley, right? I yeah. love him. I, yeah. I'm the one at the beginning of last year. I told you all he was going to be in the running for rookie or for um, uh, leading the leading the league with the running backs, uh, leading the league with yardage. I told you he was going to stay healthy. I told you he was going to have another breakout year like his rookie year. Um, I would not sign a long-term contract with any running back. I'm sorry. I, I just wouldn't do it. Um, I would leave it where it is right now. Is Saquon Barkley worth $10 million? Hell to the fuck yeah. Play him under the tag. Hopefully he doesn't get hurt. Hopefully he has another great year. He made great money. If you're going to sign him to a long-term contract, you, you shouldn't do it for more than two years and you shouldn't do it for more than $10 million. So if that's what, you know, if you're just going year by year and he's going to make 10 under the tag, then just let him play under the tag. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah. a running back, you can't. And I believe um, we're going to get into this with our draft recap. But if one of those, if Gibbs or um, Bijan would have fell, I believe the Giants would have took a running back. 
You know what I'm saying? They would have yeah. took a running back, let let Saquon play under the tag and and see how he does. Um, it, it's not that I don't like Saquon. It's just that I don't believe in long-term contracts for any running back at all. I say, let him pay under the tag, play under the tag. He's making the maximum amount of money that he should make, or just sign him to a two-year, 20 million guarantee. Uh, there you go. And a two-year deal. Um, but I would not sign him long-term. How do you all feel about the Saquon um, situation going on yeah. over there? Right. So Saquon's a uh, franchise tagged at the moment, but he hasn't signed his tender. Is that is that right? Uh, right. Yeah. yeah. And and everybody's coming out saying the general manager, everybody's coming out saying, hey, we're, we're in discussions right now. They have until July 17th to um, have a contract. If not, he will put, be playing under the tag. Um, right. But they have to come up with a long term contract by July 17th. Right. I think I feel like your strategy and your uh, on running backs is the same strategy that the NFL is viewing running backs as well. Yeah, they uh, they're basically use them, use them while you got them. And the second they start, you know, deteriorating or, you know, slowing down in any way, uh, diminishing their game, um, you move on from them. Right. You know, you right. Uh, use them up, I guess, is how, how you, you think about it. But uh, I think that's the, the way of the NFL at the moment. Uh, running backs ought to, ought to maybe strike or. Uh, you know, try to get some kind of bargaining chip because they're kind of screwed. Well, I think I mean, what their bargaining chip, Rich, might be this draft. They had they had two running backs go in the top fifteen, right? We, yeah. Which you know, when everybody's thinking the NFL that running backs are no longer the primary you know weapon in uh, today's modern offenses, but right. that kind of contradicts that when you've got two two uh, uh, running backs taken in the top fifteen picks. Exactly. So, exactly. So it it's a tough spot for running backs. Um, yeah, because nobody wants to play with on your last year contract without, you know, some kind of guarantee about your future, you know? Right. Uh, so I don't know. I think that's going to have to be worked out probably in collective bargaining maybe, but as at the moment, I think, I do think running backs are getting the short end of the deal on that. Right. There's not a lot of running backs in this league that is worth paying $10 million to. Saquon right. Barkley is definitely one of them. Yeah. Give him sure. his $10 sure. million dollars and let him play. You know what right. I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, there, there right. you go. You're getting that, getting that second year or third year is where you know. Well, the, well, my my thing is they take all the right, risk. Exactly. Yeah. Well, my my thing is this. Okay, I I value the running back position a little bit different than than Dad and the NFL does. I feel like if you have an overall can do it all type running back, someone like CMC or Saquon Barkley. You do give them long term long term contracts because there is very few in between running bats that can do it all, catch the ball, run out of the backfield, hit people, knock them over, shit like CMC and Saquon Barkley can do. The thing is, Dad, I'm with you. I don't know if I'm the Giants. Am I giving a long term contract to Saquon Barkley? I don't know because the man is great at a, at running and he's great at catching. He's great at doing all that but he cannot stay healthy. That would be the big problem for me. Can he stay healthy if you're the Giants? You know, I, I, I 100% agree with you, Dad. I think if if Gibbs or Bijan Robertson had been there at, at uh, 28 or 25 or wherever the hell they picked, I think they would have took a running back as well. Um, and then, you know, I, I think they would have thrown Saquon on the trade block and seen what they could have got for him. So Right. Okay. All right, there you go. Um, next up, Commanders. Um, this right here is, this shocked me. This is not a good move. Brandon, I need you to explain to me why the Commanders did this. 
but they declined the 2024 fifth year option for defensive end Chase Young. Why? And he is the beast. I understand he was hurt last year, but he came back at the end of the year. He played in a few games. Look when he's healthy. When he's healthy, he's the reason why the Dallas Cowboys, the New York football giants are scared of that defensive front. It's because of Chase Young. You know what I'm saying? I mean, and and some other guys. But Chase Young, is the, he's the key to that defensive front, to the front seven. Well, yeah. How in the fuck can you not pick up his fifth-year option? What I'm wondering is, do they know something we don't know about his injury? Does it, Do they know that he's not going to be back again this year? Does he know? You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm wondering. I'm wondering if they got more information than we got, then they're letting out to the public. Because yeah. there's no logical reason why you would not pick up his fifth-year option. What do you guys think yeah. about it? Um, well, to, to be honest, uh, when I seen it, I, I had a couple of things running through my mind. One of them was the thing that you was just talking about, dad, is his injury a little more concerning than, than what they're letting off to the public. Um, my other thought was, um, did Chase Young maybe come to them and be like, Hey, look, I'm your fucking centerpiece. I'm not accepting this money that you would be paying me under the fifth year option. You, well, you can't you do just that. find this shit and and pay me more money. If he's yeah. a high top superstar, he could, Rich. Oh, so but what you're not. saying is he's but looking he's for he's a too. Dexter Lawrence long term deal. Yeah, yeah, and, and they say like, no fuck off. Yeah, so 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 basically, he could he could have done that. He could have been like, you know, I, I don't want this money under the fifth year option tag. You you know you know you pay me more, you know, and all that or, or whatever. And then uh, my fifth. You know, my my last and only solution is I guess the Washington Commanders don't want him anymore. And as a Patriots fan, why not? I don't see why not. As a Patriots fan, I'm not going to lie, Dad. As a Patriots fan, this kind of got me excited. I, I, I tweeted it out and said, please sign him next year, New England. Could you imagine him and Matthew Judon on the same team together? That would be badass. So. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he's going to he's going to go somewhere. What do you think, Rich? Yeah, I kind of feel like this is a little bit of like the Daniel Jones and the Giants last year with yeah. declining his for his uh, fifth year option. I think they're just going to put it on the table and say, if you have a great year, we love you. Yeah. We, don't, we can't let you go. We'll just franchise you or try to extend you. But uh, with your history of injuries and, um, you know, he probably has underperformed the number three pick overall people uh, as opposed to, you know, like what his production has been. So I think they're just playing a cautious and, you know, um, I don't think they want to let him go, but if he has another season where he misses half the games, they're, they will probably just move on from him. And it could be, you know, his, his uh, chase Young's career could be kind of hampered by injuries, like a lot of great players, you know, right. It happens. So, okay. so I think it's just a risk assessment from, uh, from Washington. All right. Sounds good. Um, next up, uh, the New York Jets. There's this is kind of um, this topic we're going to talk about kind of in layers. Um, we'll start back when when the rumors came out that Aaron Rodgers um, has demanded he demanded a wish list um, uh, to the New York uh, Jets, saying these are the guys that if you want me, these are the guys that um that you need to sign and of course you know aaron Rodgers got on the pat mcafee show said you all are dumb that is that's that's uh ridiculous to even think um that i that i would have the power to do that 
um, recently head coach Sala um, said Aaron Rodgers wish list is a silly narrative. Um, you know, it could be the media spinning it the way um, the way they want it to hear. But then it came out that they just signed wide receiver Randall Cobb and they already signed Alan Lazard. So it's like, okay, it's not true, but you're still going to uh, bring in all these guys that Aaron Rodgers wanted you to bring in. You know what I'm saying? I almost kind of believe the media here. Uh, you know what I'm saying? I mean, because I don't know which way to believe. The, the result is, is the ex-Kentucky Wildcat, Randall Cobb, is now playing for the New York Jets. And yeah. so is Alan Lazard. And yeah, there were and- guys that were on that list that the reporters came out and said that he demanded to come if they wanted him to come there. Well, you know what the, I'm the, 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 the thing is that, and, and this is the one thing I got to say, yeah, I see where you're coming from, but I, I think I think Aaron Rodgers put it in the best way that he could on the Pat McAfee show. They asked him about it, and, and Aaron Rodgers said, a wish list, that's just fucking stupid. I didn't have a wish list. He said when he got to New York, and when all these trades started first coming about of him getting traded to New York, New York came out and re- reached out to him and asked him, hey, is there anyone you want us to bring over from Green Bay? And he threw a few names out there. He said, if people's going to ask me, I'm going to give names. That doesn't mean that they have to go out and get those people, though. So I, I'm 100% behind Rodgers. I think Rodgers threw those names out there. Now, if they wouldn't have went out and got them, would he have been pissed? No, I think he would have just stuck it out with – with Garrett Wilson, but the Jets did what they, you know, wanted to do for their franchise quarterback. Well, I can't call him a franchise quarterback because he's only going to pay like a year or two there. But their quarterback, as of right now, they went out and felt like they needed to get him those pieces that he wanted. So that's what they did. And I, you know, kudos to the Jets. But is it going to pay off? It, it only worked out one year in Green Bay. I don't think it's going to work out in the Jets any better. So, yeah. Yeah, I can't believe that Aaron Rodgers would get in front of a microphone in front of God and country and say something that wasn't true. <laughs> I'm shocked. I'm shocked. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, <laughs> no, I, I, I'm, sho- I'm shocked too, Rich. I mean, I, I'm shocked yeah. he's going to be playing football for the owner of Johnson & Johnson. So, <laughs> God, Lord. Boy, I mean, it, it's just, what does this world come to? Um, yeah, that's funny. Uh, it's, uh, uh, yeah, it's yeah. just it's I, he, just he he needs to crazy. check his uh, uh new uh, uh little candy bars or whatever. Uh, what am I thinking? Right, of? exactly. Uh, <laughs> All right, be funny, be All funny. Right. But I, you know, common uh, or it's probably commonplace that you know all quarterbacks or star players, you know, uh, politic and recruit for players that they want to play with. So right, and him and right, right. right. And, and, that, and that's what so. they said. They said, do you have guys that you're comfortable playing with? You know what I'm saying? And he said, yeah. You know, he, he told him, yeah, of course I do. You know what I'm saying? And, and you yeah. know Randall Cobb's one of those guys. You've seen yeah, him and Randall okay. Cobb hug yeah. each other going down the tunnel at the end of last season. Yeah. You've yeah. seen that. You know what I'm saying? I mean, um, he's, you know, so. Yeah, I mean, Cobb's he, been rejoined Aaron Rodgers at least three times that I can think of right off the top right, of Right, exactly. Yeah. You know, he played for Dallas for a while, and then he went back to play for Aaron Rodgers. So. Right, exactly. All right, y'all. That's, uh, that's what I got from News from the East. So we are – going to switch gears and we're going to take a look at um and do a little bit of draft recap you ready yep, yep. all right that was news from the game
right. Um, draft recap. We're going to take a little bit of a different approach. We're going to um, – we talked about in our last podcast the team needs right before when we – with the preview, the draft preview show that we did. So we're going to take a look at these team needs. We're going to take a look at the acquisitions that each team has made um, during free agency, the first and second tier of free agency, the draft, kind of look at those players. Um, and kind of where what we want to do is where does that leave the team? Do they still have major holes? You yeah. know what I'm saying? That need to be yeah. filled. Do we, uh, did they do pretty good um, filling? You know, um, Brandon, you sent me something pretty cool. We can go ahead and take a look at this. This guy here, he ranked every team's draft class. I do not agree with this. No. I don't think you can dr- rank a draft class until those guys have actually played. You know what I'm saying? Um, So it's kind of hard to do, um, but it is uh, pretty ridiculous. And I was just taking a look at it and taking a look at um, where the NFL East teams are, the teams of the AFC and NFC East. And it's just a little bit ridiculous. And even though it's kind of impossible to do, um, he had the Dallas Cowboys saying the Dallas Cowboys had the worst draft of everything. You know, yeah. I mean, that was kind of ridiculous. He was really hard on the Patriots saying they came in 30th. Um, I'm sorry, but there is no way that that we came in 30th. We literally, we literally fucking traded from 14 to 17, got a second or got a fourth round pick or something along to go with that from the Steelers. And we still got the second best cornerback in this year's draft. At number 17. And on top of that, we got other players to go along with that that we'll get to, Dad, when we start talking about the draft recap. But there is no fucking way Dallas or New England came in at 30 or 32. Get the fuck out of here. I swear to God, CBS, you you guys might as well hire me. You have some dumbasses working for you, bro, I swear. <laughs> I mean, what is, is this just like a? Does he have a random selector and he just stopped it? Like, it <laughs> right. That's I don't know. That, like that's what it. I'm wondering, Rich, because because CBS does this even on their power rankings. Their power. Hey, we love CBS. Oh. Leave CBS alone. We love CBS. <laughs> we, we love CBS so much because on this podcast we get to tell tell them how much they fucked up. So it's very right. cool. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right, so that, like, that didn't make any sense. Like at I all. said, we do, we no. do not believe that right now you can't. Um, you can't rank the class. You can't rank who who's the best because you don't know that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, right. nobody knew that Micah Parsons was going to be such a great player. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So wherever yeah. you had him at the end of the that draft, you got to move him all the way up to the top because they stole the yeah. the best player in the draft. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And you, yeah. but you didn't know that until he was on the field until he did what he did. You know what I'm saying? And, and yeah. that, so that's that's just kind of ridiculous. So. Yeah. And, and so we're going to take a little bit different approach with our um, with our recap. So uh, so that's what we're going to do. Let's kick it off. I'll kick it off with um, the Dolphins. Here we go. Miami Dolphins going into it. Um, I believed their team needs was the offensive line, running back and tight end. This was pretty funny because uh, right right before the draft, I think it was I think it was his, the pre-draft press conference that the general manager and head coach that. Um, where it could have been the post draft right after the the uh, Friday. Um, I can't remember exactly when they said it, but it was pretty funny. They 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 told the media that that uh, what you guys believe is our needs 
and what we think is our needs are two totally different fucking things. Yeah, that's what they said. That's what they said. So they didn't agree with the. And I mean that that's true. Running back that, and that, that's very yeah, yeah, true. It's, it's so true. And so. and so what I'm going to do is I'm going to try to make an argument. The biggest move that the Miami Dolphins made was, of course, bringing in cornerback Jalen Ramsey. That that yeah. was before the draft. They gave yeah. they gave up a lot for that. They brought him in. He's a top tier cornerback. Um. The thing and it about was a great move, by the way. Right, exactly. It wasn't even on the needs for what the public was saying or or, or me personally, but he made they make a great argument, man. Last year, um, the defensive backfield took a huge hit for the Miami Dolphins. It was it started in preseason. Um, in preseason, uh, one guy went down. Um, then they lost uh, Brandon Jones, and he he's out for the season. I mean, they were losing guys for the season left and right. And, yeah. um, of course, we all know what about Byron Jones. Byron Jones, gone. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. Hurt. Uh, with, they dragged it on all year, but eventually learned that he was never going to play, possibly never play football again. Um, and But but most Dolphins fans and most of the pub, uh, public in the media said, okay, but you brought in Jalen Ramsey. You know what I'm saying? You brought in yeah. Jalen Ramsey. Because last year what happened was was a was an undrafted free agent that we picked up, uh, Cooter Kohu is his name. He came in, balled out, and won that starting position um, on the other side of the field uh, 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 from X. It was X and Kohu were the two starters at, at cornerback. Um, and so the reason why we didn't, the reason why I didn't think it was a draft need is because you signed Jalen Ramsey. Um, but in the second round, they took cornerback Cam Smith from South Carolina. Um, Brandon, you've seen me on draft night. I, uh, or on, on that Friday, me and you were texting back and forth. Yeah. I was mad. You were like, Cam Smith, Cam Smith is a beast, you know, SEC cornerback. And I was like, yeah, but we didn't fucking need another cornerback. Yeah. You know, with looking at the depth and as much injuries that, that the Dolphins had in their backfield last year, they do. X is getting older. They need a cornerback that can come in and be, is going to be under a rookie contract for um, four years and it is going to be the potential starter. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think he, he I think he's going to compete to be the third cornerback this year yeah. with uh, yeah. Um and, and and possibly win. You know what I'm saying? Because since yeah. we, after them, I watched some tape on him. Um, Cam Smith's pretty badass. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Cam Sims is really good. And uh, like like you were saying, Ed, um, I, I you know I, at first when when this pick took place, me like you said, me and you were texting Ted's name back and forth. And I said, wow, you got Cam Sims. He's a great cornerback, but it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to come to you all. And then now that we're talking about this more and more, it does make sense that you all grabbed him. Like you said, Etz is getting older. And once Etz decides to call it a career and hang up his cleats, I think Jalen Ramsey will step over to one if he's still there. But I think Cam Sims can compete to be, I think he's going to compete this season to be the third uh, wide uh, cornerback. And I think once uh that's calls it a career he could even potentially compete to be that one or two cornerback uh, cam sims is really really good guys if you guys haven't watched taped on him yet go watch him i He's an sec boy I, out of south carolina yeah i was high on him so he was really um good. now um what i was excited about was the uh, miami mm-hmm. dolphins third round pick um in my opinion this guy was the third best running back in the draft, he's in um, MG, MJ, uh, Maurice Jones-Drews, top five um, out of the draft. He was the fastest 
running back in the draft um, running a 4-3-40. Miami's offense is a fucking track team, dude. I mean, it's, it's crazy. Um, of course, I'm talking about running back Devon A-Chain out of Texas A&M. Um, he has been, uh, for a lot of people, a lot of, uh, you know, the draft experts have, yeah. have picked this guy as the 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 white horse or the the you know is the one could be the sleeper of the draft and could be you know better than any other running back in the in this draft who knows um he matches what mike mcdaniel loves to do you know what i'm saying uh he he, he's a fast speedy guy he's going to be coming off the edge he's going to be coming you know um he's gonna he's also going to be a good blanket i believe um for tua uh, he's really good in the cast, uh, uh, catch, pa- uh, for catching passes out of the backfield. And, you know, you're going to team him up with another track star, Raheem Mostert. And, um, and of course, Jeff Wilson Jr. And I, I think that's a good compliment, um, to, to, um, the running backs. The things I did not like about the draft is they waited till the sixth and seventh round to draft the other two needs, which was the offensive line and in tight ends. See, guys, I what I believe, I believe um, rounds one, two, and three, you're looking for guys that are going to pop, guys that can start. You know what I'm saying? Four through seven, I think these are going more practice uh, pra- uh, practice squad guys. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Some depth guys. Well, we, if we one can of them say pop, that, Dad. That's awesome. You know what well, we, we can say that, Dad, cool but don't, don't but forget that the greatest quarterback of all time came from the sixth round, so. Oh sure, sure. It can happen. Uh, I, thought, I right. thought it was. Uh, I thought. I thought he was in the um, seventh round. It wasn't that um, last year. It is what you know what you're talking about. What like San Francisco 49ers? No, uh, no, no, I'm Rale- talking about Brady. <laughs> Rale- though, fuck. Oh, okay, okay. I'm talking about Brady. Um, yeah. So, but anyways, I mean, yeah. If they do, they pop sometimes, but right. but, right, some, but most of the time they don't. Most of the time they're 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 your guys that are. Um, you know, yeah. yeah, your expectations of a first and second rounder are well, first rounder should be a starter, second rounder yeah. should compete for starting time. The same with the third, and then the fourth round, those are development players. You want to give them a yeah. year or two under the system to see if they can become good players. And, and, so, and a lot of times they do if you get the right traits. So, right, right. So, th- that's that's what I got um, with the Miami Dolphins. Next up, New England Patriots. Brandon, what do you got with uh? Look at their draft. We went into it thinking they needed a running back, or I mean, I'm sorry, wide receiver, cornerback, yeah. and linebacker. So what, what do you think about their draft? Yeah, I mean, you know, we, we got to pick 14, and, you know, all the wide receivers were still on the board. JSM was up there. Flowers was up there. I was kind of hoping that we would get one of them, and then I seen the uh, trade come across the board, and uh, it, was a, it was a win-win situation for New England because we got – we only traded back three spots. We got a fourth round pick for it, and we got to fuck the Jets because uh, apparently the Jets was going to take Broderick Jones. Uh, but we said, hell no, we don't need an offensive tackle, so let's uh, let Pittsburgh come up and grab it. Uh, I, I heard some analysts talking about that 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 we screwed the Jets by doing that, so I thought that was pretty funny. That was petty. Uh, yeah, it was yeah, pretty funny though, time. Rich. You know, it was pretty it funny. Is. That's always good with um, the rival. That's yeah, shooting. and then we went down to seventeen, and uh, like I said, we got you. You know how high I was on him, Dad. We we had been talking about him leading up to the draft. We got a man by the name of Christian Gonzalez, in my opinion, the best cornerback in this year's draft. 
And, uh, you know, on most people's mocks, you know, he was the second best cornerback outside of Witherspoon. And shit, to give me Christian Gonzalez at 17, who is potentially going to become our cornerback one this season, I, I, that, that's a win-win for me. And then, uh, you know, as it went on, the pits, the pits and pits got more Bill Belichicky, and I was like, "Who the fuck are these guys?" And uh, like I, I, that second round pick, uh, I forget his name now, Smith something. Kevon White, yeah, edge rusher, Kevon White out of Georgia Tech. Yeah, him, and, and I didn't know who he was, and and I had to go look at tape, and that man looks like a beast. And uh, in people's mocks boards, I think in Daniel Jeremiah's mock, he was like 25 out of 50 or something. And I was like, damn. So we got, once again, another steal. That's what Bill Belichick is good at. But but how do you feel about that, Brandon? That was going to be my question for you in this. How do you feel with such glaring needs at running back? And and that offense really needing help, especially if you're giving Mac Jones. You mean wide receiver? uh, I mean, I'm sorry, wide receiver. I keep saying running back. Um, uh, at wide receiver, how do you feel about the Patriots going defense, defense, first two rounds of the draft? Uh, I mean, I, honestly, I didn't feel great about it. And then uh, as more and more wide receivers came off the board, I think if we would have done day, day two, day three, you all would have seen my frustration building on my fucking face. And then when finally Josh Downs went off the board, I was like, dude, I was so pissed. I was like, oh, my God, you have got to be fucking kidding me, dude. Like, there is no more wide receivers. Well, I completely forgot about a man named Keyshawn Boutte out of LSU. And this man, he's not bad. He could potentially become a – you know, he's probably a two or three right now. He could potentially become a number one. He had 34 – Yeah, and, 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 and let me tell you something, Dad. In a game against Ole Miss, in a single game, he had th- 34 receptions, over 300 yards, and five touchdowns in one game. In one game against Ole Miss. So if that happens, that would be great. And then we got another dude. Uh, shit, I can't remember his name. He's from uh, Liberty. He's pretty good at wide receiver too. So uh, after seeing All both right. of them, I'm not. I'm not feeling terrible about it anymore. But. Brandon, yeah. I mean, Rich, you got anything to say about the Patriots? The only thing I think is I think you all waited to address your offensive needs way too late in the draft. Yeah, no, um, I definitely. Agree. But that's very Bill Belichick. And like yeah. you said, he took two great stud defensive players in the first two rounds. And it, it, and the Patriots defense is going to be badass again this year. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, so. Yeah, I actually think the, uh, the first round move by the, uh, New England was an A-plus grade. Uh, they got great value for what they ended up with on their pick, and you got an extra draft pick in top, on top of that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ratter, round. yeah. yeah. which is not to be sneezed at. And right. uh, although I, Bilichak did undersell that pick to uh, just to screw over the Jets, I, I do. Yeah, you know he did. <laughs> you, you know, you yeah. know he called Tomlin up. Yeah, he, yeah, he undervalued that said, trade, hey, man, but he got you it. Help me out, screw, let's screw over the Jets. Right. No, no, no. I know, I know. They definitely, I know he definitely did because, like I said, some analyst, a couple of analysts, was on a TV show talking about it, and they said that a couple of other teams had called us to move up to fourteen because they were wanting like a wide receiver and shit. He said that they said that he disclined every single one of those until he got a call about an offensive lineman or That's an so offensive awesome. tackle. Good job, Bill. Best thing you did in the draft was screw the over Jets. the Jets, baby. Good yeah, job, that's, a, that's a two for right? That's a bogo. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I get, All right. No, but I totally. This is not a deep wide re, wide receiver class. 
Um, I mean, I, I don't know who you could take Zay Flowers probably, but is he going to give you the same value to your team as as the cornerback that you picked? You got you got a special Pro Bowl cornerback, and I don't know that Zay Flowers is ever going to be a Pro Bowl level player. Well, I even, mean, I mean, even though right, even though yeah. it, New England needs offensive weaponry. Um, yeah, right. Uh, and they're just there's just not. I don't think yeah. this year the second, third, fourth rounds are going to bring a lot of value on that. I mean, I mean, I agree with you, Rich, about Zay Flowers because you know I I don't think Zay Flowers is going to be as good as Christian Gonzalez, but JSN is going to be right there with Christian Gonzalez. I think he I think he could have potentially even been a higher pick than De, uh, Devin Weatherspoon. But, you know, we had JSN sitting right there at 17 still. No wide receiver had even come off the board at that nah, point. Nah. And we took yeah. Christian Gonzalez. So, I mean, like I said, I'm not mad about JSN it. JSN is a slot receiver. Um, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, what? Yeah. Y'all, JSN is slot and outside. Y'all Next up, Buffalo Bills. The need was cornerback because they need some depth. Um, offensive guard. That offensive line had some huge holes in it last year. Yeah. Um, and of course we, they needed wide receiver, but went pass catcher, possibly the best pass catcher in the draft. (laughs) What do you think about this, Rich? Yeah. So, um, um, you know, Buffalo did get Connor McWilliams or yeah, Connor Williams from Dallas. They signed them in the off season. So they did address their guard or offensive line there. And then they did in the second round as well, um, with the Cyrus Torrance, uh, With, with the guy that me and you are totally surprised was still there. In the second right. round, <laughs> right? Uh, uh, we'll get to Dallas later, but Buffalo, they had Dallas's draft. <laughs> if you look at their players, this is the, all the needs that the Cowboys needed: a tight end, guard. They did need a linebacker, that, but they could have used a receiver, um, offensive lineman, and then a cornerback. That's how Buffalo's draft went. Um, for some reason, it just felt like they were taking the players that everybody had, had Dallas picking there in. Uh, uh, Buffalo was the 27th pick or one pick behind the Cowboys, but for some reason they ended up with Dallas's. Now Buffalo did. Uh, the general manager was on a podcast and admitted to they purposely moved up of, ahead of Dallas because they thought Dallas was going to be taking Dalton Kincaid. And so right. they had to get in front of Dallas to get Dalton Kincaid, who a lot of people believe is the best pass catcher in, including all the wide receivers, right? <laughs> including all the wide receivers, the best pass catcher in this draft. So, right, right, and that's all you know. That'll have to be played out to see. But um, right. apparently, I don't think Dallas was interested in Kincaid. They, I don't think they had him as their number one tight end either. Uh, right. But of course, Buffalo doesn't know that, and the tight end position is a Dallas position position of need. Uh, right. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, uh, a curious, curious draft by Buffalo in that that regard. Improving their offense is fine. Um, uh, let's see if it pays dividends for him. I think. Uh, particularly getting uh, Osiris Terrence in the second round, that's a steal, right? Yeah, I, so they've totally got the best tight end in the draft. And, I can't believe he was still there. He should have yeah, went to the top of the second round. If he Since he fell to the second round, he should have went to the very top of the second round. I cannot believe he was still there. Right. And again, Dallas, Dallas, he was there for Dallas in the second round as well, but Dallas, Dallas decided not to, uh, yeah. and, and they needed the guard. That was one of their high high priorities. So the th- the uh, thing I the only thing I have to say about Dalton Kincaid, and it really it's not as much about Dalton Kincaid as it is about Josh Allen. Josh Allen in the red zone last year made a lot of really dumb mistakes and threw yeah. a lot of interceptions in the red zone. 
Um, hopefully, and I think what they're hoping, Dalton Kincaid is not a tight end. He's not going to be playing a tight end. He's a big-bodied wide receiver is what he is. That's what he's going to be playing. And he's going to be a safety net for Josh Allen. They're going to say, instead of trying to run and, and kill your body, instead of making that dumb decision and throwing that interception, use this guy. You know what I'm saying? Especially in the red zone. That's what they're going to try to do. They needed that. They had to do something. They, they right. either needed to get a big body, somebody they can use in the red zone, um, somebody outside of Stefan. Um, and, and, and because, you know, Dalton Kincaid is big enough and has proven at Utah, he can, he's going to be able to beat most guys. Um, you put him in the slot. There's not a linebacker that's going to be able to guard him. You know what I'm saying? No, no, They're no. not going to be able to do it. Gonna so it's going to be a mismatch. You're going to have to try to put a safety on him. You're going to, and you got Stefan Diggs. So you can't do too much because Stefan is going to burn you if you go with him one on one. You know what I'm saying? So Dalton Kincaid is going to be Dawson Dalton Knox. Their other tight end is more of your classic tight end. He's a blocker. He's this. He's that. Um, Dalton Kincaid, they're not looking at Dalton Kincaid as a tight end. The only difference is they're not going to have to pay him as much as a wide receiver. <laughs> that's that, and that's the difference. Uh, tight ends are cheaper, um, but that's what he is. That's what he's going to be played as. Yeah, he was. Well, the, the the only thing I wanted to say that is I and I've been saying this since day one. I told you all this night one after the pick came through. This pick doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me because Dalton Kincaid is the spinning image of Dawson Knox. They both do the same thing. They're both at great at blocking. They're both great at catching. All of that shit. So my only thing is to say to you, Dad, is I don't I, I don't know that that's gonna work out because. Don Kincaid, I mean, Dawson Knox is great at catching the ball. So Josh Allen still took it upon himself to try to run it in for touchdowns instead of throwing it to Dawson Knox. So Dawson Knox, the difference is, Brandon, the difference is if you watch Dalton Kincaid's tape, Dawson Knox has a problem getting open. He can't get open. He can't get separation. Dalton Kincaid masters separation. That's what he does. And he's bigger, badder, taller, better hands. He would throw the contested ball to him and he'll go up and get it. Is you yeah, know what yeah. I'm saying? Now that is that game at Utah going to translate to the NFL? That's what we're going to find out. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But if he yeah. does, and he's a strong two wide receiver on the other side of Stefan Diggs, then we're going to have some problems in the AFC East. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that's, yeah. and that's just, if it works out for him and that's what they're gambling on, that's what Josh needed. And that, and that's, I love an organization that sees what their quarterback needs and goes out and tries to get it. You know what I'm saying? I, I love that. They, and so that's cool to me. Rich, you got anything else? Buffalo Bills? Um, yeah. It looks like they, they uh, focused on improving their offense. And I, I think it's fair to say their offense could kind of, uh, sort of sputter out there towards the end of the season in the playoffs where, uh, you know, we saw Diggs and uh, Josh Allen get into it. You know, that's not good at, at the at their playoff loss to Cincinnati. Yeah. Um, so it makes sense. Um, uh, you know, De- Kincaid's definitely the deepest uh, or de- your tight end that has the most deep threat uh, uh, potential on him. So right. it's going to be another weapon for Josh Allen. That's yeah. Yeah. Yeah, good luck to you guys. So cool. <laughs> or Dallas, right. too. I think we played them as well this year. Right. Yeah. Well, that, that's the cool thing about this podcast, and it's going to be so much fun um, next week when we do schedule release. The AFC East plays the NFC East yeah. this year. So it's going to be so cool, dude. There's going to be so many good matchups with our teams. All right. Yeah. Next up, New York Jets. Um, of course, the 
biggest person, the best get they got this offseason. It's quarterback Aaron Rodgers um, from Green Bay. We already went over all of that. The only thing I'm going to say about this, and the only problem that I have with this, has nothing to do with Aaron freaking Rodgers. It has everything to do with Buffalo Bill fans, Patriot fans, NFL boy Brandon. What, what, what is wrong with you all? You're like, uh, they, they, I see posts like, uh, hey, Aaron, uh, Josh Allen is still the best quarterback in the AFC East. You know, I'm like, no, Josh Allen has never won a fucking MVP. Josh Allen hasn't won the last two out of the last three MVPs. Aaron freaking no. Rodgers is great quarterback. He's 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 going down as one hey, of the best hang on, hang on, hang on. Ever. Hold hang on, on just a minute. Hold on. Hang on, hang on. Hang on. Since fan, you wanted, to, let call, me, since let me you wanted to call me out real quick, real quick. I hate the Jets. Since you Hold on just a minute, Brandon. Hold on just a minute. Now, I, I don't like the Jets. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I'm not a huge Jets mm-hmm. fan. I do love that Jets rookie wide receiver and that Jets yeah. rookie running back. Um, that mm-hmm. it would, If he wouldn't have got hurt, he would have won rookie of the year instead of the wide receiver. I do yeah. love that defense the Jets have. But you all need to calm down about Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is a great quarterback. Aaron Rodgers, now that Tom is gone, is is – Probably, I mean, he's you know he's pushing forty. He declined a little bit last year. Well, I'll tell you what, the Jets won seven games last year. Aaron could come and play exactly like he did last year, and the Jets are going to the fucking um, playoffs. I guarantee you, because that's all they need is a little bit of consistent at quarterback. That's all yeah. they need. That that's all they need, and that's Aaron is Aaron's a little bit better than a little bit consistent. I mean, outside of Patrick Mahomes, I don't see very many quarterbacks in this league right now that are better. Than, than Aaron Rodgers. Come on, let's get no, real. No, hey, hey, I don't know why the hell you're putting me in this conversation. I never once said anything about that. I said, and this is what I quoted. You think the I Patriots said, are making the playoffs over the Jets? What the fuck is wrong with you? No, when the <laughs> fuck did I ever once say that? I think the Jets are going to make the playoffs too. Yes, they won seven games last season. I think they're going to win 10 to 11 games this year or maybe even more. With Aaron Rodgers there. I agree with that, Dad. But what I'm saying is, and this is what I said since he got traded, he now becomes the best quarterback of the AFC East. I will agree with that. But am I scared of him? No. He doesn't doesn't scare me. He doesn't scare me. I think New England has enough of a defense to stop him. Jack Jones pipped him off for a pick six last year. Like, he got it. He doesn't scare me. Aaron I see where Rogers you're coming from. The New England is the only me. team to beat the Jets twice last year. Dolphins split with them. Bills split with and them. Could we, um, and could we sweep and now they're them again have this consistent... year? I think we could. Okay. I mean, yeah, the Patriots do have the Jets number. So we'll we'll have to wait and see. Let's get back to the draft. Um, well, real quick. First, I'll, I'll add, I'll, oh, okay, yeah, I'll, go I'll, ahead I'll, about I'll, Aaron Rodgers. Just real Greatest. quick. Uh, yeah, uh, underestimating Aaron Rodgers like that is the, that's fan fiction. Right, right. I'm a exactly. Cowboys fan. We know how dangerous Aaron Rodgers oh, is. Oh yeah, I bet you all are so yeah. happy to get him out of the NFC. <laughs> yeah, because now we got to play him next year anyway. Yeah, no, no, yeah, no. Really no. And I, but, and you, I but you're not going to have to compete with him to get to yeah. the, you know, in the playoffs and all that stuff. Right, right. Oh, no, and no, no, less right. great quarterback. And, right. what, what and honestly, saying, it opens up the NFC for sure. So yeah. That, that's oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. This idea that this idea that Aaron Rodgers is going to suck in New York. I mean, it's possible he could. You know, maybe his maybe his time has passed. Maybe 
but you got to see it. Even if he plays like he did last year, the right. Jets are going to the playoffs, dude. Right, right. If, well, I, if well, I'm putting well, money my, on it. My thing, my thing is this, okay? For all the AFC people, all, all the AFC East people, like Miami fans and New England fans. The Bills fans. The Bills, Bills fans, fans and all that shit. got to realize they're going to have to take a step back. Yes, I think they're fucking stupid for doing that. You shouldn't be doing that because Aaron Rodgers, it, you know, he could step in and, and, and throw in another MVP season and lie. Yes, we know that. What I'm saying, though, is, and the reason why I am not scared of him is because, A, we have the Jets number, like Dad said. We were the only team to beat the Jets both games last season. I'm not scared of Aaron Rodgers. He didn't really prove anything last season. He, You know, at the very end of the season, he was declining instead of getting better. He, You know, in that game against the Lions to wrap up the season, he did not look good in that game either. And second of all, the the major reason why I'm not scared of him going to the Jets is because he's only going to play a year or two, and the Jets are going to be right back to being ass again. So, I mean, yeah, if it yeah. does pan they out, think it's worth it's it if they get a Super Bowl, a, if they get a Super Bowl or an AFC Championship out of the next couple of years. All right, let's yeah. move on from Aaron Rodgers. We could talk. We could do a whole podcast about Aaron Rodgers and the disrespect that a a Rod. Yeah, you guys don't have any PTSD against Aaron Rodgers, man. It's like, <laughs> yeah, it's true. We ain't yeah, played like, him as much as hey, your guys. I tell you what, the Jets on paper look they they look like a an elite team. I don't yeah. see how you can say yeah. they aren't, regardless of what right, their record exactly. was last year. Um, the, the, in the first round, the Jets took edge rusher, Will McDonald, the fourth out of, of Iowa state. I told you guys, um, in our Trav preview, this is the guy going in the first round. I knew he was, I knew for a fact he was, um, he's one of the best edge rushers in this draft. He's mean. He comes off the edge. He's very bendable, flexible. I think it sucks that he went to the Jets because I don't want to have to play him twice a year. He he he's going to a defense that was really already good. You know what I'm saying? Um, but what happened in the draft and the reason why they ended up with him was because what we talked about earlier and the Jets got screwed. Um, there was no other offensive linemen that were worth taking in the in the first round. That's what they really needed. They they did take uh, Joe uh, Center Joe Titman from Wisconsin. Of course, Rich, you've always said this. If you want a good uh, a good center or a good guard, just go up to one of them cold states and get you a big white country boy. You know right. what I'm saying? I mean, uh, Wisconsin, be, buddy, right? Wisconsin, <laughs> right, Iowa. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Right, right, exactly. He'll be good for um, years to come. So I, I, I do think that Joe Tippman um, is a great move and will be there um, in that centerpiece, um, that centerpiece at center for, for years to come. Um, the, where I think the Jets missed was, I, and, and I still believe the Jets need some depth on that offensive line. You know what I'm saying? They have a left tackle that doesn't stay healthy and they, and their depth is a huge drop off. Um, you got, you got a, uh, by the time the year, by the time the season starts and Rogers will be 40 years old and you have a 40 year old quarterback, you have to protect him. You can't let him be out there. Now you got a great running game. You got a great defense, but you, you need to bulk up that offensive line. I would not be surprised if you watched the Jets um, get back into um, free agency and, and pick up a couple of these guys just for some depth pieces. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's definitely going to be their, weak, their weakness there. But um, I got to say, Jets, I think they had a great night on draft night. They've had a great offseason yeah. so far. So yeah. yeah, I mean, they missed out on the, off- on, on the offensive lineman in the first right. round, knew they did that and purposely back to it in the second round you know what i'm saying and and got the best uh the best offensive lineman 
on the board at that time. Pretty smart. Um, yeah, you know, I do feel uh, like Will McDonald Jr. was uh, at fifteen. I hadn't, I didn't see his name that high on any of the draft mock drafts that I've seen. So. Except mine. Except oh, mine. Yeah. Okay. Well, I also agree. If you if you like a guy, you go get him, regardless yeah, of what, yeah, exactly. what draft pick it is. If you, exactly. If you and I mean, he's only a depth piece. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He's a depth piece right now he's, <laughs> for a great defense. They right. do need a little bit of edge help. They do need right. some help. Again, uh, yeah, in, in, two, in, in two years, he's going to just peak and peak. It's going to be great for the Jets. Yeah. Right. Yeah. All right. Cool. Sounds good. Good job, Jets. Um, next up, Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. Okay. So uh, I was, as I was saying earlier, I thought Dallas was going to go offensive heavy in this draft because that seemed like that's where all their needs were. Um, and if you look at Buffalo's picks, if, if that was Dallas's picks, I think that would fit our team perfectly, but, uh, but Dallas went in a different direction. They, uh, they went defense. Um, last year at the end of the season, I looked it up, uh, Dallas's defense ended up ranked number six, right? I know they kind of tailed off that at the end there with injuries and some stuff, but, uh, they ended up at number six overall, which is pretty good. It's pretty impressive. People would like to have that stat. Um, and they doubled down on their defense. They went defense the top three f- out of the first four picks. Uh, they went defensive tackle in the first round, and it was between um, – I saw this. It was between uh, the uh, Mozzie Smith, the defensive tackle that they picked, and um, I'm dr- drawing a blank on his name, but it was uh, Syracuse offensive guard that went around like number 38. That was oh, the, yeah. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. That was the the two considerations they had at, at this point. But they went defense uh, with Mozzie Smith, who is um, – that's something the Dallas doesn't ever do. They don't, They never get a tackle in the first round. They just never valued him. But it's always been a weakness for them. So I do feel like they uh, went with the position of need. On Definitely. The in, in, that, in that top ten great defense – um, six. I'm really surprised. I thought they would be in the top five. Well, they um, petered off. The, statistically, they kind of faded there at the end because well, they the played league. like a top five defense all year in my eyes. Yeah. But the, well, biggest the, hole, the first half of the season, the biggest hole they had two. was definitely stopping the run. They needed a, they need a defensive tackle. Yeah, <laughs> they need to get better at stopping the run. Yeah, so. it's been a problem for Dallas for years. You know, their ability right. to shut down a run. If you watch the uh, Philadelphia uh, Cowboys game, that was the Sunday night game with Cooper Rush right before Dak yep. Prescott came back. Um, Philadelphia jumped on him. Dallas kind of came back, but they needed to stop there at the very end. And Philadelphia was just able to march down the field with their running game. And Dallas wasn't able to stop them. And it kind of killed the game for us. But uh, so this is a good, this is a good uh, pick by the Cowboys. I think I'm pretty happy with it. If this guy does look like a monster to me on the, on the interior line and Dallas needs that bad, but they drafted a, a tackle, a linebacker and a defensive end at, with their first four picks. Uh, they addressed when, when did they pick the tight end in the second round? So, like, it, it, it was defense, offense, defense, defense, uh, and with their most valuable picks there. So, right. uh, uh, I like the tight end. They picked up Luke Schumacher from Michigan. Actually, Dallas's first two picks came out of Michigan. That's a, that was going to be my point. I, I think a lot of these teams they get focused on a school and kind of just start looking at multiple players at that school. Michigan Michigan was really good last year. Yeah, they were on a playoff there. Yeah. Right, and produced a lot of players. Um and uh, yeah, your first two first round and second round picks both came from Michigan. That's pretty Yeah, cool. which is uh for Dallas the team that they picked from is Boise State. They love Boise State players. Said Wilson came from there, a bunch of people. Um right. but um uh, 
Yeah, so a little bit, a little bit surprising because everybody had Dallas picking a tight end, or you know maybe possibly at the first pick, which uh, you know caused Buffalo to jump up in front of Dallas to get Dalton Kincaid. But uh, but Dallas, you know, I don't know if they would have picked a tight end in the second round, except that they're in the draft. There's a a good run there on all the tight ends to start going off the board right after one after another. So I think Dallas got a little desperate there and went ahead and picked the tight end that they probably. Uh, their last good tight end on their board, probably, maybe as they see it. But uh, I, I'm good with Dallas going from six to number two or three on defense. I, I right. don't, I don't hate that idea. Yeah. Um, uh, we'll see how these how these players uh, turn out. But I think that goes that reflects well on Dan Quinn. How much pull Dan Quinn is really having on this team? Uh, I think he's probably one of the most respected people into the. Uh, you know, in the, for the front office, I think they really value, you know, what, what he can do with players. Um, after the top four picks, uh, we picked up, um, <clears throat> we did get an offensive tackle. It was probably going to be moved to guard in a Richards. Um, and we finally got a running back in the uh, sixth round. I don't know if you guys are familiar with this story. We, we picked up uh, Deuce Vaughn from Kansas state. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, one of one of the best stories of the draft right here. Yeah, right. right. Um, his dad is a scout for the Dallas Cowboys. Um, they wouldn't let him scout his son, which I think is kind of interesting. A little biased right there. Uh, right. Uh, so that's probably smart. But and they didn't tell him they were going to draft him until they were ready to turn the card in. Yeah, right. Exactly. I don't know if you saw the yeah. video of it, but yeah, we yeah, yeah I, I did. Couldn't I help did. see the video. Is that one yeah. of the is one of the things about the draft? I mean, I was crying. I was crying. Yeah, oh, yeah. I'm not even a Dallas Cowboy fan, but I was crying. I mean, just for this guy, I loved when Jerry Jones said, and the most important thing I can tell you right now is you really earn this. We're right. not, we're not yeah. taking you because of your dad. You really yeah. earned this. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And he's yeah. a six-round pick. He might pop. He might not. He might end up on the practice squad. You don't know that. Right. You know what I'm saying? Well, but he's getting his damn chance. You know what I'm saying? Which is awesome. Right. And actually, I'm kind of having a, a lot of potential for a, a Deuce Vaughn here because like the running back that Miami picked, uh, maybe a little bit undersized, but speedy. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I can take that. You can play football. Yeah. Uh, Darren Sproles, you were, we were talking about it during draft. You were Darren Sproles. Play. That's, that's who I we was were saying. Who's that small guy that would just destroy the NFL all the time. And right. uh, I, I totally forgot about Darren Sproles, but he was a beast. If you watched him play, uh, he was, scary. He, I know he ate it Dallas up too many times. Um, right. So I have actually like, he actually could be running back number two. And we get him okay. in our sixth round. Right. And if he um, pops, you know, them six, seventh round guys. I mean, some some of those guys are making the team. Some of those guys are oh, yeah. starters. Sure. We just don't know which ones yet. You know what I'm saying? Well, right. if you if you watch the first part of that video as well, uh, Deuce didn't feel like he should be going in the sixth round. You know, right before his father knew that they were even picking him, uh, his father just called Deuce to give him some encouraging words. He said, it's not about where you go. It's just about how you play. Right. You He's know your level uh, exactly. of games, you know, and all that. And, and and his dad was giving him some encouraging words. And then as soon as he stepped back into the room, that's when he figured out that they were going to be drafting his son. And he just lost and started crying and called his son. And, uh, yeah, for anyone that hasn't watched the video, go watch it. He pretty much called his son and was like, hey, you want to come to work with me next week? And, and they had <laughs> yeah. a yeah, I'm with you, Josh. Man. I was kind of choked up too, man. I was yeah, like, I was choked up, man. I was like um, yeah, it was great. You, you, uh, there should be more moments like that in the NFL, but I guess it's, yeah. just, it's impossible to have that. But it was good to see right. 
And, you know, for all the problems with Jerry Jones, and he's a billionaire, so that makes him a bad person, but um, he loves the Cowboys. Yeah. Like, he loves the Cowboys the way I love the Cowboys, you know? Right. Exactly. And if I, was, if I was him, I'd do the same thing. I'd buy my favorite team, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. and run it. And I'd be the general manager, and people can hate me, and they, I'd be like, I'm signing the checks. I get to do what I want. Right, exactly. Um, but, cool. yeah, so it was, uh, overall, um, I, it was an interesting draft for the Cowboys because – I, I thought they would double down on their offense and they decided not to at all at all. And um, they doubled down on their defense. So it's going to be interesting. We're going to, that's going to be like the, you know, the Baltimore Ravens of the 2000, early 2000. <laughs> you know awesome. what I mean? Like, to, yeah, that'd know, be awesome. But it actually makes so much sense uh, uh, because the, our competition of being mainly Philadelphia, a team that wants to round and pound exactly. the ball, that kind of yeah. thing. Uh, and Dallas is. And it makes sense because you got Dan freaking Quinn, dude. Right. So, you know, like uh, defense can win championships. So um, I I don't hate this draft. It's not sexy, as they said, but it could be effective. And if these players turn out to be, you know, as good as maybe we think they are, then Dallas is going to have another, you know, they draft well. And this looks like another draft for them. So cool, man. Awesome. All right. Next up, Washington Commanders. What you got, Brandon? Uh, the need coming out was quarterback, offensive guard, and cornerback. Washington said, fuck you. We, we're going with Sam freaking Howe, y'all. Leave us yeah. alone. We don't want yeah. no quarterback. So what'd they do? Uh, shoot, I can't even remember. What the hell did they do? Cornerback, Emmanuel Forbes out of Mississippi State was the first round pick. Oh, yeah. Second round pick. They doubled down, got another cornerback, yeah. Javarius Martin out of Illinois. Cornerback, cornerback. Um, Rich, you remember all last season, we were like, man, that front seven for that Washington defense is scary. Oh, yeah. Um, but you could throw it over their heads because their cornerbacks yeah. need some damn help. <laughs> their defensive backfield needed help, needed multiple players. And and Washington yeah. knew that. It went, you know, they went back-to-back cornerbacks. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I mean, in the first and second round, they, these guys, I mean, they, you're going to have multiple rookies in that backfield, kind of like you did for the Kansas City for Kansas city, um, the year, you know, last year. So there's going to be multiple yeah. rookies out there in that backfield. And then they wrapped it up with a uh, center, Ricky Stromberg out of Arkansas. Um, they needed a little bit, uh, they, they need Stromberg can play center and guard. So they, you know, and they got him in the third round. So they, they got their, their offensive line. The offensive line was a lot of depth in this draft offensive line. Yeah. Um, like Stromberg, um, I've watched him play. He plays for Arkansas. He's in the SEC. He's going to start probably as a guard. He ain't going to be able to play center straight off the bat, but he can play one of the guard positions. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But this is a guy eventually that's going to be able to play three positions uh, on your offensive line. He'll probably end up being your swing guard, something like that. Um, but yeah, Ricky Stromberg, uh, but doubling down with Emmanuel Forbes and uh, Javarius Martin on corner on that defensive backfield. That's pretty cool. Pretty cool. I mean, the, the the only thing I got to say is uh, I, I don't know anything about their second and third round pits. I'm not going to lie. I, I didn't really watch tape on any of those guys. But the one that did kind of surprise me was um, so the, the two cornerbacks that you heard of a lot about going in the second round was Cam Sims and Emmanuel Forbes. Well, I already was watching tape. And, of course, us being Kentucky fans, all three of us, uh, we watch SEC teams all the time. So I already seen Cam Sims, but I watched tape on him even more. Really loved the guy. And then I started hearing a lot about Emmanuel Forbes. So then I watched tape on him. He's pretty good. 
But uh, I think all of us here had him going in the second round. I had him going to beginning to mid second round. Uh, I guess the commanders, you know, seeing something that we didn't see and they or, had, the, or they, and I mean, by the time they picked you know, all of the good so-called first round cornerbacks were off the board. Do you think they yeah, do you think they reached for this? Um, do you think this was a bit of a reach? I mean, considering that they picked what number did they pick it again? I think it was like 15, 16, 15, 16. Yeah, yeah. I think it was 16 or something like that. Uh, so considering that it was still in the teens, I'm going to say, yeah, but if it had been like in the twenties to be, you know, mid twenties, I would say no, because I think Emmanuel Fords would have went at, you know, beginning you of think the he was going in the first round, round regardless. Just the yeah. Back. Well, I think he was either going to go at the back of the back half of the first round or definitely beginning a second round. Uh, he, like I said, he's a really good cornerback. I just didn't expect him to go as early as he did. So, yeah. What do you think, Rich? Uh, yeah, I like him as a cornerback. I feel like it's a good quality player. The surprising thing for me about the Commanders is uh, they had Will Levis right there. They could have picked a yeah. franchise quarterback. Man, probably. they're serious about Sam Howell, dude. They are serious about yeah, Sam Howell. It looks like it because um, uh, we'll see how that plays out. I mean, Sam Howell looks like a decent player, but it doesn't yeah. look like a, a a Pro Bowl player, but he could be. But they're in the position right. in the NFC East here where – you know, Jalen Hurts and Dak Prescott and, you know, a sort of a, a revived Daniel Jones um, and Washington for all their great defensive players. They're going to have to give some points up there to compete with those teams. So, so that'll be we'll see how that plays out over the next few years. You know, they passed on. We were talking about Jamar Chase or. Yeah, uh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Jamar Chase. Right. Nope. Nope. Uh, who am I thinking of? Chase Young. Sorry. Chase Young. Uh, yeah, this was my point. This is what I was getting right. Bring yeah. up. You, you had to know you were not gonna you were not gonna pick up his fifth year option. Why in the fuck did you not go defensive end in the first yeah. round? Well, again, you know they, what I'm saying. Again, when they picked Chase Young, they uh, they you know they passed up Justin Herbert. You know what I mean? Um, to get Chase Young, so I don't know. I feel like maybe they're they're uh, shell shocked about drafting a quarterback in the first round, maybe, but uh, we'll see if they if they have that much confidence in Sam Hurd, then that's that where they're going with that. Right. All right. Uh, but yeah, Washington better hope that one of these guys hit um, that they got or both of them hit because their defensive backfield was pretty rough last year. Um, and and not picking up the fifth year option on arguably your best front, your best defensive player in the front seven. You, you could be your defense could really need an overhaul next year. So, um, yeah, there you go. All right. The G man are up next their needs in most people's eyes was wide receiver offensive guard and once again cornerback um their front seven is actually really good and they did need some help um the biggest move in my opinion that they they needed was a wide receiver or pass catcher i think they addressed this in free agency um, they got the best tight end in free agent, or he actually got traded. I don't think he was a free agent in Darren Waller. Yeah, got they got an actual pass catching tight end, a yeah. threat, a beast, a dude that if he's healthy, um, is awesome. <laughs> it's awesome. Multiple. It takes multiple people to take them down. Um, they needed this. They needed somebody to kind of stretch that defense. It, the, the way, the way it works is when a defense comes up against uh, the Giants, 
you have to stop the run. You got Saquon Barkley and a running quarterback. You know what I'm saying? Or a quarterback that can run. Um, and so you have to put multiple guys in the box. You got an eight, eight-man box, stuff like that. Darren Waller is – you're going to have to account for him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so that all that did was stretch your defense out a little bit because I dare you to put one guy on Darren Waller. He's going to burn and be wide open every time. You know what I'm saying? You're going to have to account with him with a safety or something. Um, now, that backfield, the defensive backfield – um, it started showing some holes. People were throwing over um, that top, you know, that front seven. And 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 I love their first round pick in Devontae Banks. Brandon, I know you were big. You were pretty yeah. big on Banks too, yeah. uh, out of Maryland. Uh, but Devontae Banks, he, you know, that he's he's quick, he's strong, um, and and I think he's going to be that key player that they needed on that defense. Um, isn't that weird? Like like the Giants had a good defense. Washington had to get all of the NFC East had good defenses last year. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I mean, and Washington had a little bit of holes in their backfield and so did, and so did the giants. And they both addressed that in the draft. You know what I'm saying? They were like, you know, uh, the thing you could do about Dallas's defense is run. Um, they needed a tackle to stop that run. You know what I'm saying? And they, they addressed it in the draft. So it seems like these defenses and all of the NFC East are all going to be right back there. They're all going to be just yeah. as good as they were last year. You know what I'm saying? Well, so, um, it, it, that uh, a pick I liked that the Giants did uh, came in the second or third round, or maybe the third or fourth round. I can't remember which one. But, uh, yeah, you know, you're, you're saying that they went cornerback uh, in the first round. Well, uh, they was hearing that little chit-chatter about needing a wide receiver, and they said, well, fuck you all. Uh, we're going to take what, who some people, and I know you're high on them, Dad, uh, some people had as a very uh, one of the top wide receivers and Jalen Hyatt out of uh, Tennessee. I, I thought that was a really good pick for the G-men. Yeah, dude, um, Jalen Hyatt out of Tennessee. Number one, yeah. he's an SEC boy. Um, if you want proof about this guy, go watch Tennessee play Alabama last year. Go watch that game. Just watch that game and watch what Jalen did. <laughs> uh, this mother, he's the fastest wide receiver in the draft. He will blow the top off your defense is what he'll do. He yeah. He's going to be that downfield threat um, that that the Giants desperately need. He'll He's going to blow the back off of a lot of defenses this year. He went in the third round, dude. A lot of people said that he could have went in the first round, you know, yeah. and, and predicted him going in the first round of the very top of the second round. Yeah. Um, it, he's, yeah, in my opinion, in my opinion, I liked him. I, he was like my top three wide receiver. I cannot believe. And they still got um John, uh, uh, John Michael Smith, which is a great name for John Michael Smith, <laughs> which is a great name. Uh, center John Michael Smith will fall in there. That offensive line did need a little bit of help. You always got to put somebody in the middle when you run as much as the Giants do. You know what I'm saying? That's who they yeah. got in the second round. Um, I can't believe Jalen Hyatt was still there. It, it, yeah, it's crazy. That. And he's going to be – and, of course, you know, we, we still got Rondell, um, a, a Kentucky boy, um, yeah. you know, Ro Rondell uh, Robinson. He got hurt last year, so he should be back healthy. You know what I'm saying? This way, with Darren Waller, these guys are going to get one-on-one -on -one matchups is what they're going to get. I think so all you need is one of these wide receivers, Wondell one of these young, whether it's Wondell or, or Hyatt. You just need one of them to pop. They're, you're not going to yeah. be able to double-team them. Yeah, but not with uh, not with Darren Waller. You know what I'm saying? Well, and, and I, I think I honestly run, think so. both of them can pop. And Wondell Robertson proved that last season 
when he was doing that for the Giants before he got injured. And that was the only thing that knocked him out was the injury. And, you know, that that came at the worst time for the Giants because he was the only one producing offense at that time for them. But now you you got Jalen Hyatt to go along with Wondell Robertson. That could be a badass tandem. And then you got Darren Waller to go along with all of that. It's just it's just brilliant minds coming from Brian Nibble. So totally it, that's why that's why he won Coach of the Year last year. So totally agree. Rich, what's your opinion yeah. on the Giants? Yeah, I think they had a good draft. Uh, uh, this is definitely going to open or improving their offensive line is going to open the running game for Daniel Jones as well. So yeah. uh, and then improving on their stout defense. Uh, you gotta like you gotta like their head coach and in, in the direction the Giants are going. They're they're making totally themselves a better team. Totally agree. Totally agree. And um, one of my favorite things because you guys know I'm a Miami Dolphins fan, but I'm a diehard G band fan. Also, I love the Giants. And the best part about Brian Dable coming um, to the Giants, you know, he he's a great coach, and he's he's. He, I mean, they won a playoff game last year. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I mean, that's and that's because of Brian Dable. I honestly, that team was not good enough no. to win a yeah. playoff game. That's yeah. because of Brian. That's because of the yeah, coach. beat Minnesota at Minnesota. Thing. Yeah, Crazy. but the best part about Brian Dable coming to the New York Football Giants is we've watched Josh Allen decline in the AFC East ever since he left. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. they're going to have to account for that, Bills fans. They're going to have to account. Why is Josh Allen getting worse since Brian Dable left? You know what I'm saying? I mean, come on. You all need yeah. to, you know, I mean, you got Dalton Kincaid. Maybe he'll help you out a little bit. But we do got one more team to talk about. I believe it's the person, the team. They're just smarter than everybody else. Um, and, of course, I'm talking about the Eagles. Rich, do you want to kick us off with the with the Eagles and get your opinion on it? Right. So the um, the Eagles had a great draft. Um, everybody wants to give Harry Roseman a draft. Uber props. I don't know why everybody wants to work with him and make trades with him that benefit the Eagles, but they do for some reason. I don't know. Is it a, is he hypnotizing people? I don't know. But, <laughs> uh, but his weakest part, in my opinion, has always been like, how, how good of players do he, does he draft? You know, uh, I, he's somewhat successful, but not, you know, he's not, I don't think Philadelphia is known for the draft pit picks, you know, hitting on the draft continually surprising people. They're not finding Tom Brady in the sixth, sixth round either. Um, right. But fortunately for Philly, all they, they are is, finding Jalen Hurts in the second round. Right. Which, which, that's fine. Just, um, just saying. You know, but he's only had right. one good now, season. They also traded up two picks to get up to uh, Carson Wentz, you know. At right, exactly. Three, but things are working out pretty good, pretty good for him. But uh, Philly's draft strategy is basically like your fantasy fa- fantasy draft strategy when uh, you're doing your, your draft, but people don't show up, so they just set it on auto draft. Right. <laughs> that's what Philly did. They just put yeah. it on auto draft and yeah. Uh, yeah. took look the best at these player players. available. Yeah, and look at these players that just fall in their lap here: Jalen Carter at number one, at number ten, um, well, number nine, I guess, because they did move up with Chicago. Yeah, uh, Nolan Smith at thirty, uh, which is crazy. We right. thought Osiris, there Osiris Terrence still be in there in the second round. They yeah, that is a big surprise. Nolan Smith was still there at 30. What right. the fuck? Right. So, uh, uh, yeah, shout-outs to Philadelphia for accumulating all these extra first-round picks. I think they've had an extra first-round pick in the last three years now, it feels like. Right. Um, they also just just uh, in the third round, they got Tyler Steen, um, offensive tackle Alabama. Um, yeah, he'll yeah. be moved into guard. 
Um, but that's what they do. They draft in the trenches. That's what yeah, they do. They do. They, and they do. And they do, you know, they do have their uh, uh, great draft, great trench players that they put in there. Uh, yeah. Kelsey at center, picking him in the south round, sixth round and stuff. So they do hit there, Fletcher Cox and all them. Um, but man, are they, uh, uh, they look like they got a, um, they added a, a lot of talent to their already talented roster here. Yeah. Uh, if people want to make the point that Philly won the uh, draft, the, you could say that, but they did auto draft. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They, they didn't put it. I don't even think they had a scout players. They just. Well, okay. See, the, okay. Here's, here's my thing about Philly's draft. You could say they auto draft. Okay. They, they did take best player available when your team is that good. You can take best player available. It just so happened. They got two of the best fucking defensive play players in yeah. the first round. Um, one of them fell to 30, which is stupid. That's not what impresses me the most. What impressed me the most, I believe a year later, I believe that Philly won the draft last year. Had nothing to do with the people they drafted. It's because they did the A.J. Brown trade. And getting yeah. A.J. Brown in the draft, um, that draft is, is, is was an amazing trade. That was how in the hell did you convince Tennessee to do that? You know what I'm saying? I mean, that's it's nuts. And we... And, and now with that scary defense and with that running game, you, you have that, that threat in with AJ Brown. I believe they did the same thing this year. They walk away from the draft with Swift, dude. One of the best running backs in the league. If he's healthy, well, Swift is Swift is going to be badass. And, and before we, we talked about AJ Brown, we, we talked about, he was really good. Now we know now that he's with a good team and not in Tennessee, we know that he's one of the best, wide receivers in the league yeah you're gonna find that out about swift how did, yeah. how in the hell did last you know last year's draft they walk away with the best wide receiver in the draft through a trade with aj brown and this year possibly the best running back in the draft was swift no how did they, they convince teams like detroit to do this and how did they convince teams like Tennessee. Detroit drafted the, a running the, back. The, they drafted well, a running yeah, back. Yeah, so they, they're, yeah, they're betting that Gibbs is That made him Swift, expendable. So. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. well my, my thing is this, okay? The 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 A.J. Brown trade, I will definitely agree with you, Dad. That that really amazed me and impressed me. And what if Swift turns out but, to be such a good trade? We look a year, but, like, a year down the road, and Swift leads the league in yardage. Well, well, th- this We're going to call fucking is, Howie Roseman a uh, goddamn draft trade th- this is This is my thing, though. This is my thing, though, okay? the aj brown trade really impressed me like i said it really impressed me and that was just a stupid trade on behalf of the tennessee titans there especially with getting Traylon burke and we knew how Traylon burke turned out and they had jsn and say flower setting in their back pocket at number 11 or wherever the hell they drafted at, and they just let them slip by too so apparently tennessee doesn't give a shit about their wide receivers but the thing is 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 DeAndre Swift better than Miles Sanders? I don't think so. I think Miles Sanders was better. They so happened to lose him in the offseason, and you said, oh, fuck, I need a running back now, and they went out and got DeAndre Swift. If DeAndre Swift is healthy, yes, I think he's a top 15, top 20 running back, but he's not better than Miles Sanders, and that and that I, I, I do think – but I don't think he he Swift has not played on a team as good as the Eagles. He hasn't played behind an offensive line as good as the best offensive line in the league. Who is 
the Eagles. You're getting uh, okay, okay, Swift okay, blow okay, up. Okay, Swift, okay. I'll call it right now. Swift is probably, yeah. if healthy, if Swift stays healthy, he's probably going to lead the league in yardage out of all the no. running backs. Hell no. No, he's I definitely, that talented I definitely and he's do playing not behind agree. the best offensive line in the league. I'm just wait I, I don't, I don't agree with Howie that. A, a but no, 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 no. Back to the Eagles. I do think the Eagles easily won this. Uh, tra- I do think that they easily won this draft here. And the reason why I'm saying that is because when uh, it's like I told you all first night after the first night ended, hey, you know, we went into this offseason and they lost people like CJ Garner Johnson and a couple other defensive players. And I looked at myself and said, damn, how is the Eagles going to make up for this? They done lost over half their defense and everything. They go and get two of the best defensive linemen in this, or best defensive players in this draft. I looked at dad and I said, my God, I guess I got my answer. They just know what the fuck they're doing. The Eagles, man, uh, thank God we're not in the NFC East. They got lucky. Nobody's seen Nolan Smith dropping all the way to third. Shame no. on all of you all teams that picked in the first round. Yeah. How did Nolan Smith <laughs> drop all the way to 30? That makes I no had sense. Nolan Smith going That's in the fair. teens. I had him going in the teens. I had him going and he dropped all the way to 30. Yeah, it is kind of remarkable, and that's that certainly it is a little bit luck for Philadelphia to have these players just drop in their lap like that. Um, they take all the thinking out of it. You got to oh, you got to got to um, pass up on a Nolan Smith at. The pick number thirty. That's just ridiculous. right, exactly. Right, exactly. and I can't wait to see. Uh, I can't wait to see Jalen Hurts just snipe, snap the ball there, and um, you know, run behind his guard, and then um, Swift will go back and and shove uh Hurts in the back to get him across this line of scrimmage. <laughs> that'll be that'll be that'll be some awesome football to watch. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Cool. And I kind of um, agree with Brandon about uh, uh, Miles Sanders maybe being a little bit better than Swift, but this will be this is a prime opportunity for Swift to. Uh, uh, play behind the best offensive line well, he's well, played for. Uh, all, all I'm saying is, all I'm saying is, exactly. is was the Eagles team last year remarkable? Yes. Did they go on a great run and make it to the playoffs and make it to the Super Bowl? Yes. Are they going to be able to do that again this season? That's what I'm waiting for to see. Their schedule gets a lot fucking harder this season. They do not have a walk in a park like they did last season. They're their schedule all the way from the beginning to about middle to towards the end was easy as hell. You all even know that. Both of you all in here know that. That's what's going to be the schedule release next fun. week. So much yeah. fun because we yeah. get to look and, at it. And, and this year is not a walk in the park for them. So if no, they, they do that again to me, then then Jalen Hurst proves to me that he is a elite quarterback. Right. They, they team proves to me that they can make it to the Super Bowl year in, year out. Yeah, and anyway, that's all. That's all to be seen. And uh, yeah, they will be. It will be harder because they have a first place schedule here, and yeah. that that's going to maybe change some things. But also, like you know, these players here, as good as we think they're going to be, they still have to get on the field and prove it. We remember yeah, uh, exactly. last year, along with AJ Brown in the first round, they, really, right? Really exactly. Got, but, really but the a, only once again in the first round, the only player in the first round that does not need to get on the field and prove it because you already did. That's DeAndre Swift. Sure. Sure. But, <laughs> you see what uh, I'm right, saying? Yeah. That's my whole point. Right. That's my whole point. Which is fine. Which is fine. He's you know, right. uh, he's a good, if not elite, running yeah. back. But uh, you know, when healthy, when healthy, he's he's right. elite. So, well, right. that, that's but my thing. He is a he is a really really good running back. 
but he can't stay healthy. It, it, the last three years, right. he's got I he's gotten he's beat up behind a really bad years, offensive line, and right. he has not been able to stay healthy right. at all. I'm with so. you. I'm with but you. We just, I, I, just one more point though. Like remember last yeah. year, along with AJ Brown, Philly Philly drafted Jordan Davis out of Georgia because he's out of Georgia. Um, yeah, right. Uh, in the first round, at like number eight or whatever, and you know, did he have a? Did he you know live up to his high lofty draft status probably not so right but you know you still got to go out there and prove it on the field so yeah right yeah all right cool i thought we did a pretty good job that was our draft recap we covered the eight teams that make up the afc and nfc east that was fun fellas we got one more thing to do before we get off here um i don't know if you guys seen it we will put it up here in just a second it is the the post draft power rankings well, CBS did it, so of course we got to do it, right? All right, Let's next up, post-draft power ranking. <laughs> Before we get into ours, see how bad CBS screwed up. Um, all right, post-draft power rankings. We have the Eagles. Two bills, three. Why are bills at three? Uh, for real, I mean, we come do on. Got Cowboys at seven. The Jets, who did not even make the playoffs, has jumped all the way to eight because yeah. they signed Aaron Rodgers. Mm. Um, I got my Dolphins in the top ten. That's good. Um, I agree with. I got the Giants at thirteen. That's crazy. Washington all the way down at eighteen. Um. Brandon, your Patriots at 27. They don't have no faith in your Patriots. This yeah, nah, nah, bro. Um, and I'm sorry, but that is not correct at all. I, 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 I'm telling you right now, and I get that we lost to the Bills to wrap up our season, but I mean, we should be at least in the top 15. We were literally setting. Well, they also think it's the same. It's the same people play. that also think you had a bad draft. Um, yeah, that had you so yeah. low as a draft and this is the post draft power rankings. Yeah. So they they think your draft doesn't move you up any because probably because of that offense I'm guessing. I mean my my thing is is dude you you know people can talk as much shit about uh, the New England Patriots offense as much as you want to. Uh all, all I'm saying is and, and this goes for Patriots fans as well because they talk shit about Matt Jones too. When the man has a great season this year because he actually has an offensive coordinator and we've seen what he could do in his rookie year uh, with, you know, we've seen what he did with Josh McDaniels and he now he gets someone by the name of Bill O'Brien. So when he has a great season and has a bounce back year and, you know, we're in potential of making the playoffs again like we were last year, I don't want to hear nobody's talk about, oh, Matt Jones is great. Oh, he is a really good quarterback. I don't want to hear shit. And that, and that includes Patriots fans. I know there's a couple of them on here watching this podcast. If you hate on Matt Jones right now, don't talk shit when he's good. So, Okay. Yeah, other, uh, let's take a look at it. Other than the Patriots being too low, Rich, what's your biggest problem with this? Well, I agree with you about Buffalo being number three. Get out of here with that. Yeah. Like, yeah, uh, they have to show some no stuff. Um, they have to show some stuff that, to be even but a top five, in my opinion. Um, Cincinnati yeah. should be three. I'm sorry, but they should. Cincinnati should be three. Um, three. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not against them being in the top five for sure. Uh, Jacksonville might be a little bit high there at six. Um, I, I'm okay with Jets jumping way up in the top ten. I feel like they are. Um, um, I mean, I'm not though, Rich. 
because I understand that you signed Aaron Rodgers, but I mean, what else did you do outside of that? You <laughs> that, you you right. only won seven games last year. Right. You got swept by New England, who's at twenty seven. Like I I don't agree with him being right up inside the they top. Have, they just have so many great young star players that are just not even at their peak yet, and yeah. they're just going to get better and better here. That team has got you've got a great wide receiver, great cornerbacks. You got uh, uh, and you got back. a rod. You got a rod now. I mean, like you said, your offensive line might not be stellar, but you know if. Aaron Rodgers got a quick release. Well, what, 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 I, what I'm saying is, is this though. What, do you guys think Baltimore's too low? They finally have a wide receiver core. Yeah. They finally got a wide receiver core, and they just signed a long-term deal with their with their quarterback. I uh, think well, yeah, they, I, they need that, to be in the top ten. They that, need in, I put them over. I put them over as, uh, the Chargers. I put them over the Chargers. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I would. Yeah. I would too. And, and that and that's where I was going. With that, I'm talking to you and Rich about this, Dad. They, what is the fucking NFL? What I mean, dude, if I ever in my lifetime become a, a analysis, I have got to ask these people, what is your fucking obsession with Los Angeles Chargers, man? They do uh, nothing. This is every CBS. They're just single. They're just a, year. No, no, it's not only CBS. It's fucking right. everywhere. It's the score. It's fucking, you know, fucking NFL network. It's all of them. Like, what is your obsession with the Chargers? Right. It, they love the. Doesn't do anything. Right. They love the. Uh, they love the prototype quarterback that Justin Herbert is. You know, he's like right. like the, you know, made in a lab quarterback. Uh, he so he's get he gets way more praise than he. You know, has earned up to this point, right? Yeah, and I mean, the team has a lot. Of, Lamar the team has a mess in a lot of ways. Is better at quarterback than than Justin Herbert. That shouldn't even be arguable. Lamar Jackson's better than him. They have a better wide. Well, they. I'm not going to say a better wide receiver core, but now with Odell and Zay Flowers going there, they have just as good as a wide receiver core than the Chargers. Like, I think you should easily have Baltimore inside the top 10. Um, just yeah, for the record, we're getting ready to do our post, our post uh, draft power yeah. rankings. These motherfuckers got the G men way too low. The G men not only went to the playoffs, they won a playoff game. Yeah. Okay. Number one. And then in their um, free agency, they got Darren fucking Waller. Their, their offense is only going to be better. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah. now they actually have a pass catcher. They got two young wide receivers to go with that pass catcher that demands two people at all times. And you still got Saquon Barkley. And you tried to help the offensive line. And you got your the only weakness on your defense. There's no reason why why they're why they're so low. They they won a playoff game last year. You know what I'm saying? So I agree. We're just way yeah. too low. Way too low. Anyways, that's a joke. You all suck at your job. That's what Brandon said. Brandon said you all suck honestly. at your job. <laughs> honestly, I, I, I honestly, I honestly, and I'm not meaning this in any sarcastic way or anything. I think any of us three could go in and do a better job than half those people at CBS. <laughs> like, they yeah. honestly don't know what the hell they're doing over there, man. All it's right. really sad. To be fair, right, they, only get, they only get their sports news from CBS. <laughs> Right, exactly. <laughs> All right, there you go. Um, okay, so now it's time for us to do our job. Um, for anybody who is listening to this that has not been on here when we did a power rankings, our power rankings is a little bit different. We rank the eight teams that make up the AFC um, and NFC East. That is the NFL East. 
Um, the kicker on this is we all have to agree where the team um, goes. So let's start at number eight. Who is the weakest team in the NFL East? I'm a, I think I'm, straight off the bat, you got to look at teams that did not make the playoffs. Um, and, and because I don't think any of these teams had a good enough draft to push them in. So, of course, we're talking about Patriots, Jets, Washington. Um, I mean, this what? is a tough division, y'all. Yeah, Patriots, I mean, yeah, dude, we were, we were one game away from making the playoffs, and and, yeah. and, and the Jets and, were one game. And, the Jets would have beat Miami in, in week 17, they would have went to the playoffs, right? yes, like but, 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 but it all, but it all, I mean, was two games away, but it all I mean, came after, but it all came at one time. After, we thought, we thought, but it all, teams. but it all came after us. If we would have beat the Bills, you and the Jets were fucking behind us, neither one of you all would have made the playoffs. I don't know what you're thinking, but I guarantee you that the Patriots are either going to be seven or eight here. They got to be one or the other. They have to be. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to say Washington at number eight. Yeah, I got Washington. And and mainly because I think they have the weakest quarterback here. Yeah. Well, that's my thing. Um, I, I totally agree. We are talking about power rankings after the draft. They did not address it at all. So they're really going up against Sam Howe. I Sam Howell played good in week 17 last year, um, but I'm taking Mac Jones with a good offensive coordinator all day, all day long. Do you know what I'm saying? Cause Mac Jones has already had a pro bowl year. Mac Jones rookie year was better. You know, you're hoping Sam Howell's that good. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So I'm definitely, I got Washington at eight. Yeah. That's where I'm at. That all, I, all, I, all I got I'm Patriots saying is, at seven. All I'm saying is that's fine. That's fine with me. Put Patriots at seven. But right after us, you better have the Jets and the Dolphins because how much better were they than us? Not very right. much. Wait, now we're, very much. we're taking a look. The at- only reason either one of y'all even made the playoffs was because we lost to the Bills. We held our own destiny, and if we would have beat the Bills, we would have made it. You've so, lost your mind. So, I mean. The, the, you got to take a look at all I, of the though? stuff that's happened since last year also. The, the, the Dolphins have signed Jalen Ramsey. The Dolphins got yes. Vic Bongio. The the Dolphins got five awesome defensive players. I get the that. Dolphins got, I, mean, I get I mean, that. So, and the only yeah, reason we were bad was because we had two defensive coordinators playing offensive coordinator. Now we have Bill O'Brien. So look at the shit that we've done in the offseason. We have Bill O'Brien yeah, out of me. You all got it seventh. Then better. Uh, I'm gonna put. I'm gonna put the Patriots. I think there's, that's fine. That's fine. They, they have, have some. They have, there too. I would say, like, uh, this is Mac Jones' third offensive coordinator in three years. That's not good. That's not good at all. So and I think they have some. They have some questions. They they have some a lot of question marks there for uh, for New England. But you know, it, they could answer them during the season. So yep. Like, who's going to be their you know star special skills players? That, right. That's what exactly. I'm curious about. Exactly. Um. Ne- next up, I think Brandon has a good point here. You're going to put. Uh, in six, I would be willing to put the Dolphins, Jets, or Bills. We're going to have to talk about it uh, with these three teams. We seen a decline from Josh Allen. I last year there was a decline from Josh Allen. Josh Allen threw way too many interceptions in the reds, especially in the red zone, and fumbled. Um, he fumbled the ball and, and fumbled. We we seen his game get worse when he lost his um, offensive coordinator. 
So I, I think um, the bill, but the bills got him some help. They addressed that. They said, okay, we see that problem and we're going to get a red zone threat. You know what I'm saying? That's what we're going to do. Um, so they, they addressed it. Um, the Dolphins' biggest problem last year, um, outside of the health of the quarterback, um, is was the defense. And they've addressed that uh, all offseason with the new defensive coordinator and Vic Vangio, of course, Jalen Ramsey. Um, and then the Jets, the Jets have a great team. They just don't have a quarterback, but now they got Aaron fucking Rodgers. You know what I'm saying? So what do you guys think? Who deserves uh, to be at six? Yeah, I'm not going to put Buffalo down there at six, but I might put the Giants down there. And uh, not because I don't think they improved their team, but I they could be on the outside looking in to the other teams. You know, they're looking up to Philly, to Dallas, to Buffalo, to... I don't think so. I, I don't think so. You're, you're talking about a team that made the playoffs in a tough-ass division with the Dallas Cowboys and, and Philadelphia Eagles and won a playoff game. Right. And the only problem they had last year was they need some more fucking help with Dan, for Danny Dimes, and they got him Darren Waller and drafted him, you know, and, and drafted him a wide receiver. Right. So right. We, need to see, we need to see Daniel Jones have, uh, you know, a, a, a second great year. You know, he's going to have to make another jump. Yeah, I think yeah. He, I felt like he made a jump last year, but he still needs to make another one if he's going to. If he's going to get on the inside the world, that they will with that coach. I think he will yeah. with that coach. I, no, I, I think. I, yeah, I think he'll, you know, go in that direction. But he still, you know, he, he can still end up being short compared to uh, right. the other teams. Brandon, who do you think? Well, my my thing is, I'm not going Giants either. I agree with what you were saying, Dad. Um, my team. Well, the only person that would agree with me, it would have been Rich, and he already said the Giants, so I'm not even going to put up my argument. So you go. No, what's your argument? That. What's your argument? I if I if I'm putting up an argument, I I'm going Dolphins here because of the health of Tua, because you don't know totally how Tua is going to be. Is he totally going to take another concussion and be knocked out of the game for the rest of his life? You don't know. Totally agree. I totally agree with you. I mean, because what you have to do, what you're forced to do at this point when we're trying to rank these guys, from here out, it's going to be the top five. We need the top five. Okay, yeah. so who are the best quarterbacks left on the field? With, two is the one that's glaring that two is just as good as a lot of the guys. I think two is just as good, or last year played just as good, yeah. but he's the one I'm the most scared of. You know, yeah. it's either him or Dak Prescott because Dak Prescott might throw too many interceptions and Tua might not be able to make the fucking game like they didn't in the playoffs. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I mean, yeah. so those are the two I'm scared of. And but so that's what you have to do. I, I, Brandon, I'm with you. It's the Dolphins. Dolphins at number six. OK. All right. So we got the top five. Do you want to start at the first and move down or do you want to keep going up? We got five. Who uh, is the I say just keep going best? up. Yeah, we can keep going. Up. All right. All right. Number five. Who do we got? Uh, here i'm going uh i'm going the bills i i mean i'm going the bills here they you know i i agree with everything you said dad you know yeah you got josh allen help but how good is he going to be that ever since brian dable has left him which i think was a year or two ago the man has only been this climbing he fumbled the ball over half of his snaps inside the red zone, either that or through too many interceptions inside the red zone. I mean, until I see a revent uh, Josh Allen, I, I think you have to keep them at five right here. 
So I, I I'm kind of with you, Brandon. I'm at, and it's up to you, Rich. You're going to be the caller from here. I'm willing to put the Bills here, but I'm also willing to put the Giants here. As long as the Giants are in the top five, I don't give a fuck. Um, Brian Dable deserves to be in the top five. I'm, I'm sorry, Saquon Barkley deserves to be in the top five. You know what I'm saying? And um, and I would have put him in the top five, uh, you know, in all of the power rankings for the whole league. You know what I'm saying? So if, if, am I a little bit more scared of Aaron Rodgers? Okay, I might put the Jets here also. But if if like if Rich picked that, but I believe Aaron Rodgers deserves to be in the top three. So no, I no, 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 no. You know what? You know what? I changed my mind. Actually, I am going Jets because if we're going based off of what they did, you know, there is yeah. no way in the hell I'm putting Josh Allen above above the Jets. There's no way. So either well, the, the Bills the, are going the, here the, or the, the Giants. Thing, the thing is, is this that is this okay? This, this is the reason why I'm saying the Jets should be long here because yes, Josh Allen has been on his decline, right? But at the back half of the season last year, Aaron Rodgers was on his decline. He's 40 years old. He hasn't played with any other team outside of Green Bay. Is he going to be able to adapt to New York? I don't know. That's to be Hogwash. seen. That's that's to be seen for me. I don't know. I, I just feel Rich, like. Are we putting my G with... in here? Is that what you're saying? Uh, yeah, we're going to put the Giants here. And, and uh, I would actually, like I said, I would have had Miami here, but. Uh, I wouldn't I don't know. Put when it. the jet when the Jets don't live up to these standards that y'all got for them, don't come telling me I was right about it. You see what I'm talking about? When I was talking about the Aaron Rodgers haters, there's one of them right there, dude. Bro, I'm You're not like, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers is a great He's quarterback. Almost, I'm not an Aaron Rodgers hater. He's Bro, almost fucking like forty. Plays football anymore. Okay. I mean, he's goes. almost fucking forty. Yeah, so we're going with Giants at five, right? Giants, Dolphins. All right, so we got the Bills, Jets, Cowboys, and Eagles to the top four. Okay, I'll go first here. I'm I'm willing to put the Bills here. I feel like uh, uh, I mean Josh Allen can definitely come, you know, regain form and stuff and be a a a candidate for MVP. I guess if you you know if he can do that, but um, it really looks to me like this the the Bills have kind of hit their peak, like. their their peak is just going to start diminishing in the next few years, I think. Right. Um, so I'm good with Bills here. And Brandon, I'm guessing you think the Jets are supposed to be here? That I'm not even putting up a fucking argument anymore. You two choose. You two <laughs> fucking choose. Well, I no, you just God, argued to the Jets. I, I, don't, for I don't think the Jets should be this high. I don't, but you all call me a hater. I'm not a fucking hater. He's 40 years old. He has to learn a whole new system. I don't think the Jets are going to be. It's that not a whole new system. He has the same damn offensive coordinator that he had in Green Bay. Okay, well then that's the yeah, whole point. That's I, the I reason guess, why that's going to be better. Yeah, be a yeah, it's definitely. Right, well, then, well, then, with that being said, then yeah, I'd probably put the Bills here only for the fact of how good as Josh. And I'm Allen. guessing we're putting the Jets at three, right? Is the yeah. Jets or the Cowboys? I, I going would. Three? I yeah. would. Uh, I just feel like with the Jets, and then this would be like you're you could absolutely be right, Brandon, about Aaron Rodgers. I mean, he could uh, his body could give out on him. Here he is, he is an old man at this point in, in NFL years, but it's also possible that he can be re inspired. And oh, yeah, that's true. If you look at the Jets minus the quarterback, I mean, how many teams have a higher ceiling than them? Yeah, there's I mean, you take don't even, if you don't even think about the quarterback, man, they've you, you know. 
they could have the best cornerback in the league. They could have the best wide receiver no, no, in the no, league. No, no, no. I, I definitely agree with that, Rich. And on paper, outside of the quarterback position, they are really stat, really, really stat on yeah. every level. They got I mean, great running back. We, great we only got eight minutes left, guys, and three that. more positions to go. So we got top uh, three. We got Jets, Cowboys, Eagles. Who you got? I got I'm I'm going Jets here. I'm going okay. I'm going Jets. So. I'm fine with the Jets. Yeah. Yeah, this is this is getting really close together too here. Top four. I think that's a real tight bunch. All right. Uh Rich, tell me why the Jets are better than the Cowboys. I'm oh. Uh I'm just wondering. You tell me in your opinion why, or do you think it's yeah, really I, equal? Just you're gonna well, go two I, and three. Well, no, I don't know that they are better than the I'm I'm gonna put the Jets uh at three and Dallas at two, right? <laughs> Yeah, right, I don't, exactly. I don't, but why? Why are we doing that? Why are the Cowboys better? Why are we putting the Cowboys ahead of the Jets? Somebody needs oh, to oh, okay. explain that. Um, I mean, well, I know I think, we are both of you. I'm, right. I'm outvoted. I'm outvoted. Right. Um, so I, 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 would, I would say, say uh, why are we? Right. I would say um, uh, Cowboys is going to have an elite defense. That's uh, I mean, like a top uh, of a uh, uh, feared NFL defense up there with San Francisco, maybe Baltimore, and um, the Jets. And the Jets. Jets had a top five defense last year. Was there? Were they in the top five? Yeah, top five. Okay. Mm. With Robert Sala. Yeah. Well, I, I think Dallas just improved their defense quite uh, pretty significantly too. Yeah, they. I do too. Yeah. So the uh, and they, and they've got a bunch of young players that are going to be studs that are getting better peaking as well. So, uh, we, and we have a superstar cornerback. We have Micah Parsons. Yeah, I think we're our defense is probably going to be better than the Jets. Um, and Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott is going to be a. Um, uh, if he doesn't have as great a year as Aaron Rodgers, it's going to be pretty close. So, yeah, I, I yeah. totally agree. I mean, uh, the Cowboys were literally an interception away of the AFC cha- or the NFC Championship game last year. If Dak mm-hmm. Prescott just wouldn't have threw an interception, they would have went to the AFC cha- or NFC well, Championship game. Last year. Yeah, I mean, uh, and and to me, they were a whole yeah. lot better matchup. They, I think, they could have went to the Super Bowl because they were a whole lot better matchup against the Eagles. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I mean, right. Uh, but Dallas, Dallas has proved the last two years they can't get past San Francisco. So they, they you know, they got to, they got to beat well, that dog. Yeah. I mean, you want to be the dog, it. you got to beat the dog. The, Eagle, the only way the Eagles got past them is by because their quarterback got hurt. So but that's what San Francisco says. You know, <laughs> right. Exactly. What happened. Right. No, I totally believe that. Right. But it, it, right, it cool. yeah, it worked out good. So, yeah. So we got the Eagles, Cowboys, Jets, which Brandon thinks is way too high. We're going to have to find out about that. You might be right. The first one we do, we might be dropping them Jets if they can't win. Um, so Eagles, Cowboys, Jets, Bills, G-Men, Dolphins, uh, Pats, and Washington. All right. Yeah. Yep. That was fun. And it's going to be a it's going to be a dog fight. And I, I can I can go ahead and tell you, guarantee you right now, and I'm not saying this because they're my favorite team, but I guarantee you New England's not staying at seven the entire season. I can go ahead and guarantee you that now that we are going to be moving up because the, you you seen with your own two eyes what Matt Jones can do with a offensive coordinator. He he sucked last season because he had defensive coordinators trying to play that position. Now we have another right. one in Bill O'Brien. So I do not cool. see New England staying at seven the entire And season. it's going to be so much fun. I totally – yeah, Brandon. I think, I'm not – hey, man, you got Bill Belichick and I think probably a top five defense and a dude that was – all he needed was a fucking offensive, quarter, offensive coordinator last year and he didn't have one. 
You know what I'm saying? I mean, uh, it, it fucking sucks. But he does this year. So we'll see. I think they need some more help. It'd be interesting to see if they dip back in to free agency, trying to, to um, get that wide receiver room a little bit. Right. Well, um, and let me bring this up real quick. We didn't talk about it, but um, DeAndre Hopkins did not get traded on draft night. I think no, that was no, expectations. Uh, everything coming He's out still now. Out there. Everything coming out now is DeHop staying in Arizona. Yeah, I, 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 I've seen, I've out seen now, those reports too, Dad. Something about yeah. DeHop and Arizona's working out their problems or some shit. Yeah, so it sounds like, like he's staying there. I mean, DeHop came out and said, I never said I wanted to go anywhere else. Yeah. I just said that, you know, I just wanted whatever. I mean, I don't know. I don't yeah. know. Maybe DeHop's not going nowhere. Yeah, maybe that um, ship has sailed. Maybe it hasn't, though. Uh, we'll the see. cool thing about um, our podcast, and the re- one of the reasons why I'm looking forward to this year coming up, is what we talked about is is because the next week it's the schedule release. It's going to be so much fun. I mean, the NFC East plays the AFC East. You know what I'm saying? So it's yeah. going to be it's going to be so much so cool to see when we play, what weeks, you know, all of those. How many how many primetime games does the Jets get? All because of Aaron Rodgers. You know what I'm saying? So I mean, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun to see. Um, the yeah, it's going to be a bloodbath. It's going to be a bloodbath yeah, in so NFL fun. next year. Yeah, it's going to be so cool, um, especially in our our division um, in the AFC East. It's going to be with Aaron Rodgers. Um, it's going to be rough, you know. Brandon, I, I hear you, and I want you know. I kind of hope you're true because if if you all are in yeah. the mix, then that means the Jets ain't or the Dolphins. Well, ain't well, all, all, I, all I'm saying you know is I'm this. Saying? Okay, <laughs> all I'm saying is this, and I will put this very point blank simple to you. It's either a make it or break it year for Matt Jones. He had a great rookie season. He fell off last season. I feel like right. this season, it's either you prove that you're a franchise quarterback or we got to start looking elsewhere. Right. And, and and a cool little thing to bring up about that is we signed a dude uh, under unrestricted free agency after the draft by uh, a dude out of Louisville that you guys might know, uh, Malik Cunningham. And yeah. uh, a lot of people are saying that he's supposed to be Lamar Jackson 2.0 and has a better arm than Lamar Jackson. So yeah. if that's true, he might be the Patriots Hey, we, we had uh, uh, Cooter Kohu, or Cooter Kohu, <laughs> cornerback, <laughs> undrafted undrafted free agent that started at cornerback last year for the Dolphins. Hey, undrafted free agents, some of them pop, dude. Some yeah. of them pop. I mean, he's a starting cornerback, didn't even get drafted. You know what I'm saying? Who knows? Yeah, it, It's going to be interesting. It's going to be fun. We will be back next week for our draft the or draft we're done with the draft right yeah, yeah. The schedule release reaction that's what we're going to do and that's the show next saturday probably about 12 12 30 will be schedule release reaction we're going to take a look at all the games um that that the afc and nfc east um each week take a look at each uh the teams each week games maybe even kind of predict some you know the the schedule we're going to predict with the you know what they end up with. I'll do a record uh, prediction. Yeah, maybe. record prediction, something like that. That'd be kind of fun, right? Yeah. yeah. Kind of yeah. fun. And probably a little bit more news between now and then. But uh Thursday, make sure to go over to NFL boy Brandon. He will be doing live during the schedule release. He'll be, be you'll be able to watch reaction, get in the comments, be a part of it. It'll be pretty fun. Be pretty cool, right? Yep. Gotta like All it. All right. Anything else? No, that's good show. That's it. All right, it's Derby, y'all. Y'all got any horses? Do you got a horse pick that you're going to watch the Derby? What are y'all going to do? Uh, uh, I'm going to go watch the uh, King get crowned and see if, <laughs> see if anybody throws tomatoes at him or eggs. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to see how many horses Ooh. die on the track. 
Yeah, no doubt. Uh, that's that's bad news. That's bad news. That's true. All right, man. I mean, Until it's a next little week. fucked up to say, but there was three horses that died on the damn track in one Crazy, week. Man. Horses are so, getting cut left and right, dude. Another horse yeah. got a couple horses got cut again this morning. It's so weird, man. I don't know. I don't yeah. understand it. I don't understand. It. I'm going to watch Gardens of the Galaxy three. That's it, volume three. I'm yeah, going. It's a great I know movie. you went. Shut up, Brandon. You went last night. You want to know it? <laughs> All right. Until next week, we'll be back next Saturday hey, uh, for the schedule release. Yeah. Go ahead. I think there's a Springsteen song in that movie. Oh, is there? Yeah, I, right. I heard cool. there was. All right. All right. I'll holler All right. at you. Headlands. Okay. All right. All right. Later. Till next week, guys. Peace out.